Hey everybody, this is Phil the Issues Guy from IssuesProgram.com. Uh, you're about to listen to our Game of Thrones podcast for the High Sparrow. Now, we had a little bit of an uh, of a recording error on the, the audio cast, so we were unable to use the high-quality audio that you're listening to right now as Joe is in the background, uh, drunk from too many too many uh, uh, three-eyed ravens. Crows. Yeah, three-eyed crows. We're really in damaging condition here. So, 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 guys, we ju- I just wanted to explain. Gang. I just wanted to explain to you that unfortunately, the audio quality of this podcast will be slightly lower than it usually is because we're just using the YouTube <laughs> audio. So, we're sorry about that, but please enjoy the show sorry. and uh, please try to join us live. Thank you, everybody, and hope you enjoy this Game of Thrones recap. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the post-episode issues, post-episode recaps of the Game of Thrones, Season 5, Episode 3, The High Sparrow. I'm Phil, the Issues Guy from IssuesProgram.com. With me, as always, on this adventure is Joe Dirty Locks. Hey, Hey, how's it going? It goes super well, my man. Oh, great episode, great episode. Unfortunately, Katie couldn't make it tonight, so we had, but Katie did send a message. She sent a raven. Katie, let's see, Joe. Oh yeah, there's her raven. Oh, yeah, there she is. Hey, everybody, to join us. Yes, Katie is making her first official appearance on the podcast. Oh, issues program. There we go. <laughs> Hi, who cat crow? This is why she never wanted to show herself before. This is what Katie's true form. So, so to live with what when the, when the sun comes up. But if you're watching this or if you're listening to this on the audio cap, uh, please check out our live YouTube video and go to Phil the Issues Guy YouTube page and subscribe so you can check out our visual of who Katie is and actually visually see Katie. Come on onto the YouTube page. But everyone, I'm Phil the Issues Guy. We are here to talk about this episode of Game of Thrones. If you're first time checking us out, please share your thoughts in the comment section or in the chat live wherever you're watching this. This is another awesome episode of Game of Thrones. To, oh, me, yeah. to me, from beginning to end, the way that each scene flowed into into each other scene with each scene having these parallels that were connecting the episode. The episode had a really amazing flow. We didn't have any Daenerys tonight. No Daenerys. Yay, no dragons. But really what the big thing coming out of this episode is dwarf napping, baby. Dwarf napping. Holy shit. Oh, well, yeah. I hope our boy Tyrion is okay. Oh, yeah. Sure went rogue. Hey, I, I want to see a little teardrop tattooed on Tyrion's face. Too. <laughs> That's what I really want to see. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, the chat's going crazy. Katie Crow, haha, <laughs> Katie's a warg. What? Oh, yeah. what the hell is going on here? Oh, yeah, she is. I have so many tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> I just okay. flew in my arms are tired. <laughs> <laughs> we have all of our friends Crow's hanging out in the chat right now. Thank you guys all for joining us live. And if you're listening to this and you want to get in there live and get your voice in or just join in in the fun chat that's going on, like we said, come join us live right after the episode around 1030. We like to get on right after and talk Share about beer with us. Yes. And uh, Joe, this week, yeah. thanks to Joe, I'm also sharing one of the Game of Thrones beers. Unfortunately, it's all I could find in my area. It's the only it's the only current brew. I guess they're limited edition. So. Oh, yeah. The Horse Nation has a good point. We did see the Mother of Dragons in the brothel. And I like this one oh, better. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. A little bit more. Uh... Tending to her people. Yeah, like Jonathan says, Hooker Danny. Yep, and Igor, Hooker Danny. Yep, that's that. We'll call her for, we'll forever refer to her as Hooker Danny. The reason why they didn't really show her face is because that was actually Danny. 
So guys, I also want to let you know, if you're in the chat room and uh, in the chat of what are we in AOL, if you're in the chat and you want to get a question in, but the chat moves really fast, you can always email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com and I'll get the uh, specific comment and be able to read it on the air. But let's get right into this episode because a lot of shit to talk about here, Joe and Kate. Oh, yeah. I I really liked this episode a lot. It went by so fast. It did because it was because how everything was interwoven and everything had these really awesome parallels going on in this episode. It just had such a nice ebb and flow to it. It was one of those episodes, like you guys said, before you knew it, it was over and done with. And you're like, oh, God, what? I just we saw that and that and that. Yeah, no, I I blinked and we were 45 minutes into the episode and I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) Every episode of this show always goes so freaking quick, even on rewatch. I agree. I agree. It's it, it and, and it's interesting to say that even without uh, commercial breaks and it doesn't have the commercials to break it up, it going it goes a little longer than the average hour long TV program you watch. But when but, but the, the hour that the show actually goes feels shorter than when you're watching something else with commercial breaks and you're even watching it on DVR. It just it flies by because you're so invested in what goes what's going on. Yeah. So it really is. Uh, Ren Renwood, welcome, is drinking a Red Apples Ale. Pretty good. Bill, Bill's reading, uh, drinking a Cognac iced tea. Uh, Aiden says, Jora must have had fun with her, Danny. We know the way he was looking at her. Uh, someone else is touching my, touching my mother of dragons. <laughs> he bought her the hair dye. So, guys, I want to get to this right off the bat before we get into the <laughs> recap of the episode. Because I think a lot of people coming out of that episode, uh, J- John C. Riley or uh, Brohawk Riley uh, tweeted me this. A lot of people might assume that when Jorah says, I'm bringing you to the queen, he's talking about Daenerys. I mean, he's talking about Cersei, but we all know he's talking about Daenerys, right? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, bring, he he's bringing her to Daenerys. Uh, you know, yeah, he wants back in with the Mother of Dragons. We know he could have already had his freedom in Westeros. Um, he fucked that up so much that even Tyrion's head wouldn't grant him a pardon. Mm-hmm. Up, uh, Arya dropping the sea bomb. Sea bomb. Oh, we'll get to that. That was so. Mu- that was the hound coming out of her in that moment. That was so great. <laughs> you cunt! It and, came uh, so naturally. Oh yeah, her. it did. Uh, Joel. Uh, uh, Joel says, "Welcome, Joel." Says, "Jon Snow beheading was the best in my opinion." That's how you. Uh, that's an example uh, of everything that Danny did wrong before Jon Snow did right tonight. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, very proud of Jon Snow. Me too, me too. Uh, Ren Renwood said, I thought it went a little longer tonight. It seemed like the episode was was longer, but to me, the way it flowed into each other uh, seemed like it moved at a rapid pace. And plus, I just never want it to be over. So good times, ha- you know, times fly when you're having fun. And Ren, just to go to something you were saying earlier in the chat, I saw you post at the beginning, Tyrion's a fucking idiot. I, as much as he might be the most intelligent man in the Seven Kingdoms, he was a freaking idiot tonight. He misjudges how how recognizable he is i agree he's self-destructive at this point and he miss he miss he misjudges exactly how fucked up his sister is yes absolutely the answer to your question last week your sister will kill every, every fucking dwarf, dwarf in the fucking <laughs> planet <laughs> and, then, and then give it to quiburn to go do whatever else with yeah to mount it on the hound or something on the hound's brother on the mountain mounted on the mountain steam <laughs> so we open up in the episode though where we left off last week in the house of black and white we see some statues the gods the faith of the seven uh and some other interesting things and we focus in on a well in the middle of 
of the house in black and white. Everything else is in dark and we hear the sounds and we see Arya sweeping. We also hear some whispering and some uh, mumbling as we see Jaquin uh, Hagar offer a guy a drink of water as he says, Valamogores. And, uh, and he responds, all, mess, all men must die, all, all men, men must serve. serve. And uh, he, he feeds the, he drinks, or feeds, feeds, uh, gives the water to the dying man. Excuse me. Well, to the living man. To the living man. <laughs> living man. We're all to be dead man. But aren't we all dying, Joe? <laughs> all men die must sometime. die. All right? men must die. And all men must serve, Joe. All men must serve. <laughs> So all this time, Arya continues to kind of wash the floor as the man cut. What'd you say, Katie? Crows live forever. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Uh -huh. Yeah, great. <laughs> Katie, again, je we're, we're jealous of your warging abilities, Katie. Come on. Katie might warg into more animals. We're not sure. There needs to be more uh, more animals for Katie to warg into eventually. I'll do my best. <laughs> Just a beginner. I, I, do think, I do think that she has the ability to be many. So... We'll see. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. So, so, so we hear the sounds of the sweeping. We all hear the whispering. Jakinagar offers the guy a drink of water. All this time, Arya continues to wash the floor, and uh, and she goes up to one of the one of the men goes up to one of the statues and kind of bows. She watches this all, uh, and then the man kind of, and then Jakinagar walks up to her and she says, "Listen, I've been sweeping the floor for days." And he goes, "Good." I didn't come here to sleep floors. No, then why did she come here? Is he Mr. Miyagiing her? He's he's Yoda. I wrote in my notes that he, he it's it's I want to learn now, Yoda. It seemed it seemed more like a Miyagiing wax on wax. Sweep the sweep left, sweep right, sweep around the well, mind the dead body on the floor, and just keep sweeping. You'll get it soon, sweetheart. Yeah, keep cleaning my house. You'll Bill Sotheby says, I don't drink the punch in the house of black and white. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it's worry, the rocket the ship is going to pick you up on the other side of the red comet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Katie, you now, Dragon says, you now need to say a word three times. Every time you speak, you need to say the word. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Steve Five and the dude says, Hi, love Katie, love Katie. Oh. I think the man Jakinagar euthanized oh. was sick already, Igor says. I agree. I think he was, I think they were. They were giving him the honor of death. They were preparing yeah. them for yes. death. They were. Yeah. It's almost hospice services from the. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, some of it's got to be. I think they do all death services. Yeah. <laughs> Their business card says uh, says uh, faceless <laughs> men handle all death services. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just assassinations a full, anymore. A full service death uh, <laughs> establishment. Corporation, yeah. Corp, yeah. Or death. Let's a death faith. Well, let's be yeah, full service death faith. <laughs> so she says, "I didn't come here to sweep floors." No, then why come? He said, "She said, cause, so I could be your apprentice to become a faceless man. A man teaches a girl, and uh, she says all the words. All men must serve, and faceless men must serve most of all." She says she wants to serve. She wants to. She wants to. And he goes, "No." He totally calls her out here. No, you want to serve yourself. Exactly. The uh, faceless man serves the many-faced God. Uh, a girl must become nothing. And then she points out, she goes, Where, which one's the many-faced God? Look at all these gods around here. You right. see the, the stranger, you see the drowned God, uh, the, which is the great joy's God. You see you see all these all these gods around the here. Faces. Yeah, which one? And he says, there's one God. There is girl, one God. And, and a girl knows his name. Yes. And all men know his gifts. 
and uh, and that and that's it. And she in that's starting or not really starting. I don't think she can grasp that grasp what's going on right here. And it's interesting to see that, that at the beginning of the scene, the uh, the other girl that walks through kind of like strolls through really slow as she's sweeping, right? We see her first. I don't think we do. We see her not until the next scene. No, I think oh, we see her. I think, Arya's lying down. No, okay. we see her walk through. There's a, there's one point where we already see her. Oh. Like it doesn't really focus on her, but she's in the building walking by. Arya checks her out as she's walking by. Uh, Christopher says Arya needs to give up that list she has if she wants to truly become a faceless man. That's, that, that's what a I said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, she doesn't have to just give up her possessions which she doesn't fully do, as we see. She has to give up all of all it, of her all of it, because that that list of hers that's in her, it's in her head. It's like a, it's still a possession of hers. It's still something Arya Stark is carrying around until she can let any of that go. She will always still be at least part Arya Stark. Good, good, someone. Good point, Bill. Death. What do we tell Death? Not today is what. Not today. Not today. I do want to bring something up that uh, Steel Sabus wrote in a message to me. That's uh, that that I, I'm curious of your take on this, Joe. As much as uh, they were, he was saying that he was excited to see the whole transformation of Arya and become a faceless man. It made him kind of sad to think of her losing everything that was Arya Stark. I. I feel the same way. And here's, here's the thing. I think Arya is so cunning and so, I think her character is so robust. I don't think, I don't think she, like we saw her stash needle. I think she loves Jon Snow. Well, so much that she'll, and her she'll family, always she'll ties. always have it. She'll yeah. never fully, fully give that up. There's other things she wants more than to be a faceless man. I think, well, I think she's trying to become a faceless man so she can go back and destroy her enemies. Right. Is she? Does she have enough self-control and understanding of herself as a Stark to to just take it and add it as another tool in her on her belt there, yes. or Maybe. in the similar the way that she took the Hound? Or is she gonna drink as someone else said in the in the chat? Or is she gonna drink? Don't drink the Kool Aid at the uh, at the House of Black and White. Well, it's it's here's the thing. The 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 great thing about this one god is that it's the many-faced god and to be you know she's no one but she all all that stuff goes back to if it's the many-faced god but there's one god there's that facet to her as well in her many faces every face is god's face i maybe i don't know i don't know I, 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 when you are no one, you are I was everyone. Kinda, I was kind of uh, feeling the same thing about another character in another show in Gotham. I was feeling like when when he eventually turns into the Riddler, I'm going to be upset because I really like <laughs> the uh, the character, the pre-Riddler character. Yeah. Don't, like don't, character. Soil, don't soil Game of Thrones by comparing it to Gotham. There, I know, oh. I know, I know. It's not really that I'm comparing Game of Thrones to that. Just that when there's a character that you really like and you Sorry, know you know you don't know that there's some transformation coming up that's going to change everything that you know about this character, that's tough to get that's tough to get used to. And like I know everybody knows who the Riddler is in that Batman universe. And so to see this character before he becomes the Riddler and how like how much endeared he is to me and how much I can kind of relate to that that character it hurts to know that he's going to become this other person 
No, and I it's the same thing with Arya Stark, and I see where he's coming from, and I get that too. Yeah, Only, I, wanna, I, I wanna, really want to see Arya Stark fulfill her destiny. So let me speak. correct one thing, though. I I made a mistake, and I know that Steel Sabres. I'm so sorry. Steel Sabres is a girl, so she, not he. <laughs> sorry about that, Steel Sabres. Aiden says, "I'm wondering if you have to drink the water to become a faceless man." I don't think yep. so. Scott Dakota says, "Katie, the crow is hilarious." Christopher says, "I think Jakin is trying to teach her patience, and that is on her own time. She'll get revenge on them one way or another." I tend to agree as well. Uh, Igor says she'll be wearing the mask uh, of no one when it's really our underneath. Katie Crow seems to be the name that's popping up. Katie Crow uh, can't stop looking at Katie Crow. <laughs> and that and someone just said it in the chat in the chat it went by quick uh ivan puinsky welcome welcome for the first time i think uh, ivy uh death has many faces and that's the many face god i was going to say that as well right. uh, mm -hmm. death can come in many different faces right so as it pans out we see the man that drink that uh Jaquin gave the drink to dead or passed out well dead uh, and dead. some people dead, come probably. in and get him and uh and the door opens. Some people come in the body. This is what you were talking about, Joe. Uh, the girl, that girl that we see later comes in. Excuse me, no one comes in. And I think this is the second time we see her, though. I, th I, really I, do. I, I will. We'll, I'll have to see the rewatch. I think it's the first time we see her. Uh, and she just ignores. Ari goes, uh, what are they going to do with the, where are they taking him now? And uh, she and she just ignores her. doesn't say anything. And the door shuts. And, and Ari gets this, like, what the fuck am I into look? Like, what the fuck's going on here? Don't they know who I am? Don't they know who I am, Joe? I'm Ned Stark's kid. She's that... no one. Well, we're going to find out. They'll ask her who that that very question, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> who are you? Who Jonathan... do you think you are? Jonathan uh... says, on the surface, she'll appear to have given up on everything. But in the end, <laughs> when it really matters, she'll bring Arya back. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to me oh gosh you see, you see what joe has to deal with having a bird in his ear at all times right? <sighs> you should see me trying to keep the cats away from her when she's like this yeah. loves me. oh yeah she loves you i'm sure katie was over the other night and my dog was trying to chew her up it was it was really it was really horrible shout out to lotus yes so, so we uh <laughs> The Kevorkian Chamber. <laughs> <laughs> the Order of the Kevorkian. Yes. Steel Saber says that girl's name is Cunt No One. Is her name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Cunt. We have lots she of... Picked up, yeah, she picked up some of the Hound's best phrases, I'm sure. We we have lots of uh lots of uh Kevorkian, lots of nevermores going on in the chat right now as well. <laughs> so Phil, I'm about to crack my second. Kevorkian. Oh, I'm I'm still nevermore. I'm still halfway through so one. I gotta I gotta do this real quick. A shout out to the Omicron Brewery again. It's shit's delicious. Good job. Where did to go for with Katie's debut? They here. honor my name, although I haven't gotten my third eye yet. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'll give it to you. We need to get hey. you a third eye. So we cut over. So after that, we cut over to King's Landing and Cersei and uh, Marjorie being carried through the crowd to cheering. The crowd's cheering Marjorie, 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 and Cersei. Marjorie. Cersei's giving major shade out of the car. Uh, she closes the blind and gives her best cunty McCunterson look. 
and we go over to the, the marriage of Tommen and Marjorie. Another thing that this episode did to kind of bridge the gap of time, they did this a few different times. You heard the dialogue of the next scene while the previous scene was still going on. This was one of the first examples that you hear the you hear the voice of uh, the wedding vows while Cersei's still in the cart before she gets there. And it's to Tom and Marjorie hearing their vows and kissing. Uh, this is something, it's becoming a staple of this episode. Hey, that Phil, Phil, no one fucking died. Isn't it? I was just going to say, this is this is probably the first, what, well, is this, is this our first? with the Kevorkian uh, club. Yeah, but that was, but that he died, before, he was in Bravos. He wasn't at the wedding. Oh, nobody oh, in the wedding the, party, the wedding. Okay. nobody at the wedding, nobody in the wedding party uh, died. We I have a wedding that went off. Okay. More importantly, guys, we have a colorless wedding. There's no color to this wedding. There's no color to this wedding. Mm. No color. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Tolman, a colorless good. wedding. <laughs> I did contact the uh, the beer company to see if they shipped overseas. They do not. I do not know if they ship locally. Uh, they do have a Facebook page. If anyone's on Facebook, you can contact them, and they do resp- respond to messages. To I all the winemakers out there, why the hell hasn't anybody <laughs> licensed to make Westerosi wine? Like, there was some for, like, a minute, but not anymore. We need some Game of Thrones wine. Kind of <laughs> the theme a little bit better than beer. They would Duke- Sorry, so oh my God. on that. D- delicious, Duke- but... Do Chronic says Cersei's be- bitch face at rest is priceless. Uh, Lola says, you know, technically Marjorie's still his sister in law, so basically he's going to be fucking his sister. Every- Resting bitch face <laughs> isn't a talent, it's genetics. You can't teach that. You can't teach resting bitch face. RBF. So, like Lola said, Marjorie, Marjorie the third, third time's a charm. Oh, let me seduce and marry every male I hit. Let's hope this one doesn't die. So it's Tom and Amar- Marjorie doing their marriage vows. Everyone cheers. It's a much tamer wedding, no color. Uh, Tom, and, Tom and looks legitimately really happy. Cersei gives him a fake smile, and Marjorie goes, Unlimited power! <laughs> <laughs> As we cut to the sounds of, here we go, let's get into it, guys. The little boy coming for the very, would you think, oh, 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 Tommy, the king is coming. The king's nuts. He's came. We didn't even get Marjorie titties in this scene. I was a little upset about that. No, they they needed to. No, Joe, they needed to keep this as G-rated as possible. Because he's, is he 18? Like an. In, the actor yeah. must be, but I, someone put it in the chat earlier. The real actress is 33. She's 33 yeah, years old. She's, oh, I, I could not, I, like, let me say this. Oh. I could not believe they cast this woman as Marjorie. That, I, that, from that, the very that. beginning, uh, uh, this is my only gripe about Game of Thrones, that especially in the casting. This woman is capable at her job. She's a, go- a good actress. I think she has less credit than she deserves so it's great to see her in such a high profile show however i i she does play that same kind of character she played this and yes. it was the tutors i believe and and elementary and elementary well kind of she was the cunning conniving woman yes <laughs> and, and so I, i'm a little upset that they cast her especially knowing how much older she is than and she it's in my icky. mind did not fit this this role, Creepy. this actress, she's. 
doing I, a, a good I kinda, enough job. I kind of I disagree with you. I think she's doing an excellent job. But but let's. I want to get to the chat for a second. Dragon oh. says, Dragon says, no color wedding, but dangerous betting. Did I hurt you? Cersei, <laughs> oh, he's so sweet. Cersei might not be anywhere near as smart as she thinks she is. She is right that Marjorie is someone to keep your eye on. Uh, Oh, poor Tom. And oh, Tom is happy. Oh, someone said the clear wedding. Think about it. Think about it. Uh, Scout Dakota says, oh, gross. Teens coming gross. Uh, Christopher says the actor playing Tom and is 17 currently. Yeah, so they can't put titties in the shot with him because then I think it becomes child pornography. Lola says Tywin must be rolling over in his fucking grave. Cersei is seriously fucking with the Rom family, and I don't mean her family. Nope. And She's doing very stupid stuff all over the place. Ooh, interesting. Bill says, and this is speculation. I believe that Natalie Domer, which is uh, which is uh, Sir, which is uh, Marjorie, actress who plays Marjorie, was dogging Emil Clark for doing too much nudity in the first couple of seasons. What? Uh, Vaughn says Hilarious. it's like being 18 in that sexy MILF down the streets. Uh, welcomes you to manhood. <laughs> uh, Jonathan says, Joe, Marjorie is perfect. The biggest casting mistake was the recasting of Dario. Exactly, Jonathan. 100% on board with Jonathan. The well, well uh, there's, if they, there's been, with the recastings, I'm kind of staying out of that free because I thought the first mountain was, was fine. They recast like him. him. You know, the second mountain sucked. Yeah. The third mountain took a little bit of warming up too then there's the recasting of dario which yes that was a mistake too um they also recast beric dondarian i believe yes they did also re- they recast a bunch of people throughout the show but uh this was an original casting and i just wish they didn't go with her uh <laughs> like i said the actress herself i really i don't dislike her like there's other actresses that big names that i can't stand that but no, fair, fair enough. Certain people just put people out the wrong way. And she's they, capable. And she's capable. And she's not. She's not turning me off or anything like that. that. I still enjoy her old. scenes. Joe, the only thing that turns me off about Marjorie is her digital recreation in the Game of Thrones video game is freaky as fuck. Oh, she's oh, fucking wicked weird, it's man. Weird. <laughs> Big Kev says, "What's up, guys? Have a rocking show tonight. Another great Game of Thrones. And guys, mother dick out." Oh yeah, mother, mother dick. dick out. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Dick. If there was any place for a mother dick, where is it, Phil? Steel Saver says. <laughs> Steel Saver says Jamie Lannister's recast was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, no blue haired Dario. Fuck him. Why you don't you like Dario? Because he has the square butt. Horse Nation says, yeah, I don't like. The square butt. <laughs> And he's a little too, I, I don't know. I, I, not that I love the first Dario. I don't think they, they, I don't think they necessarily got Dario right on the show, but, but whatever. Because but, they're kind of combining him and Strong Belois together and it's and creating him into one person. So and that, I, I wish there was Strong Belois. But I, I don't want to get too into that, too into the book stuff. We're going to, we, we want to mention that we're, we can't, you know, book references, but right now the season's so different than the books that the books only serve as worth it. It's not even worth it necessarily. I mean, just to talking about some comparisons here and there, but we w- we went off in a lot of different avenues tonight when it comes down to, it. and I like that. I love yeah. I'm loving oh, where the show. Yeah, from this from is this point exciting? on, you're not going to hear me. Like, first off, my memory of the books is a little Swiss cheese because it's been so long since I've read them, and second off, uh, I do not. This season is so far different than <laughs> everything than than the books and not the book. Like, it's just it's a little bit too much and it's a little bit too much different even by the producer's own 
own it, saying. So uh, I, I'm not I'm not even going to try to reference the books. What's different? What's not anymore? Angus Tin says Diary on the Mountain will recast because the actors left to go do other projects. Yeah, Absolutely. I know, but I don't silly, care. Silly There's nothing actors. you can do about that. They should have they should have they should have contracted them in to you need to be here for next season. There's going to be shit in this show that involves your character. Do not take another job, you fuck. This big hit, awesome this show. This big hit, the show that's going to be bigger than the fucking, than anything ever. Steel uh, Saber says, and what's with the actors getting cancer on the show? Oh, oh, oh. He's, healthy. <laughs> he's healthier though. He, he, he's, yeah, what's his name? He's in recovery now. So we might see him again one day. Uh, the actor that plays, uh, blanking on his name, the guy who cut Ned, Ned Stark's head off. Uh, Ilan Payne. Payne. Ilan Payne, the actor I, I heard made her made. I some. really hope he comes back. Uh, they took the last book reference I'll say is he was the one that was supposed to be training Jamie Lannister instead of Bronn because so, he has no tongue. And the line that Jamie says to make it him is, "If anybody sees this, if 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 the person that's training me is going to go out there, he's going to talk. He's going to have it." And so the yeah. perfect person was going to be Ellen Payne who can't so, talk. The rock biologist says 33 in that Randy Marsh voice. Nice. Uh, Duke do <laughs> says Ginger Barrick Ned's uh, sent off was weak. I agree. The first one, he was, he was weak. They needed to recast that. Lois says, but back to Marjorie, Marjorie, the witch has the conscious, uh, has the, the countenance of Jaquin Hagar, the conscious of Jaquin Hagar. No, don't bring up the butt. Duke Cronick says, Marjorie in the game is the Joker looking. 100% agree with you. Jonathan says, the books and the shows are two different universes. Agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah, at this point, at this point so. there, they are absolutely two different universes. Absolutely. Ren Renwood says, I saw way too much of the butt with the high septum. <laughs> Absolutely, Ren. Bill Sotheby says, yes. Do you think the high septum's cock had mutton chops too? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. That's why they kept. I, that's why they kept making everybody see it. Boris Lass, I'm with you too. Good enough job. What the fuck? Marjorie's perfect. I agree. I think Marjorie's perfect. I think she adds more to the character than the than the was in the books. And I, I find think they could have I been find her a tremendous. Better. Wait, let me. I find her a tremendously more interesting character on the show than I do in the books, personally. The character so, is great. The actress does a passable job. I agree. She's close. We can. We can, agree, we, can agree to, we can agree to disagree. Um, well, the other product was The Hobbit and The no. Transporter. Jonathan says, exactly. How are they going to cast someone for an important role like that and not have them signed and contracted? Even how could any of those actors choose to do something else other than Game of Thrones? Right? Seriously? Right? I guess I guess uh, they probably watched, They probably started watching season one and they were like, oh, no, they cut off Ned Stark's head. We're not ever going to – this. no way this is going to get picked up for season two. No way. Oh, my God, everybody loves it. I fucked up. So <laughs> – so uh, so we so after the little boy finishes, uh, Tommen says what? Uh, <laughs> Tommen asks, oh, that's a says, terrible line. I'm sorry. Word choice. Word choice. He says, no, uh, "I was afraid I hurt you because of the noises you made." She says, "You're the <laughs> sweetest king that ever lived." Tommen says, "What every man says after he comes for the first time." I want to do that every day, forever, <laughs> the rest of my life. Oh, of course, he says with a kid. And she says with a giggle, wouldn't that be glorious? And he tries to hook it up again. And she immediately goes into playing the game with him where she says, no, wait, can't we wait? Immediately gave him ice cream and then suddenly took the ice cream away and said, you can't have it. No yet. seconds. No seconds. Two scoops. <laughs> two leave scoops for you. Always leave them wanting See, more. What I'm dealing with? And what okay. the fuck? 
So it works. And Tommen just goes into "Can I kiss your ass?" mode. Do you want some cake while I while I polish your toenails right now, Marjorie? Yes, oh, that was. Uh, she gets up like after this little. I I. It keeps going playing through my head. She gets up. She puts her robe on, and he's even kind of like, "Oh, it's over." Like you know, once that robe goes on, you're not the, like the day's activities are over. So, so he, she goes on. She asks him, "I want to know all there is to know about you, King Tom." And he says, "King, that sounds very strange. Does Queen Marjorie sound strange to you?" And she tries her best to not act like I, it's what I've wanted my whole life. Again, the uh, the whole unlimited power thing like she tries hard not to just put it all out there and she, and she's just like yeah uh, isn't it strange we're husband and wife as they both giggle he says i'm king and i'm married to the most beautiful woman in the world and all because my Aww. brother as he kind of almost smiles and she says you need to understand and not feel guilty like she tries to do the, the nice thing and he goes ah listen shit i don't feel guilty he tried to kill sir Potts. that little kid was a scumbag yes yeah. and again it lets you know that could Tommen be the most level-headed, reasonable Lannister we've ever, we ever? For now. For He's now? No. I, I, Psychotic breaks don't necessarily happen as until far the late as teens level or early 20s. Okay, Tywin. I still Tywin. think Tywin. Tywin, yeah. Okay, if let me. Not Tywin. Next. I'm going to say Tyrion is the most level-headed. So, so is he the nicest Lannister we've met? Tyrion is still the nicest Lannister. Well, I think Tommen might sweetest. be a little nicer. T Tywin, Tyrion. He's still too young to have a diagnosis. Okay. Tyrion never worried about hurting the girls he fucked. That's because they were all whores. Not Shay. Shay and was not a, his first wife. I mean, with him, as far as he knew. <laughs> Katie the Crow. They were all whores. But he loved Shay. He loved and the he first whore. He loved the second whore. And he almost uh, fell in love with the third whore tonight. Oh my God, Tyrion, uh, the great seducer of Puas. Oh, she was just a whore, Tyrion. She was just a whore. So they're all whores. He treats them all like whores. He's not nice. Bill, <laughs> says, oh. Bill says, wow, that was in Jafar's voice from Aladdin. Phenomenal cosmic power. <laughs> uh, Christopher also says, I think I think Sir Kevin is the most level-headed. I, I would agree with that, too. Uh, I think maybe. Um, see, we don't know Sir Sir Kevin Lynn. Kevin or, Kevin or, I mean, Tywin is level-headed. He doesn't really think emotionally. He's, but he's he's so evil. It's kind of hard to. You're like, oh my gosh, how can someone be that evil and that level-headed at the same time? And there, that's Ty, That's that's what you look up Tywin in the dictionary. That says Tywin's name: level-headed and vicious. The crow is Katie, and the crow. Katie, the crow is confused. <laughs> the peck its eyes out, Katie. <laughs> Uh, says, I'm not saying she's a gold digger, but okay, she's a gold digger. <laughs> Emojin smile. Uh, I honestly don't three think kings, three kings reek of a dirty shovel. I I don't think Tommen's gonna be able to stop fucking her until she's a pile of dust. <laughs> Rachel says, I like Tommen, but not king material. I agree with that. No, Scout says Tommen he's, he's a puppet. Scout says Tommen is the oh, nicest, but he's he's just a kid. He's just a happy, he's just happy right now to be getting laid. Yeah. Katie Crow is giving Joe the business right now. Katie Crow's always giving me the business. Oh, that is my Crow. Crow. And Lola, that was funny. Yeah, your smiley didn't come, your emoji didn't come up there. I just said it. I said it like what it was. <laughs> I posted it in there. Oh, we've got some uh, people, the Iron Thrones, checking this out on Twitter. We got to thank the Iron Throne on Twitter for all the love that they give all the Game of Thrones podcasts, and they've been uh, uh, sharing us and doing all oh, this. Yeah. Tons love of love. love. 
You guys are oh, great. Everybody out there who, who helps uh, further this cause, this little community we've, we're trying to build here is, is amazing. Thank you very much. Big Kev says, Joe and Katie, which of you is putting the knife in the back of the head of the others tonight? Or, or are we waiting a few shows? We're waiting a few shows. the back of the head. Beak. Beak, beak. beak, beak to the back of the head. No hands. In in honor of Katie's crow's no uh, first appearance, she's. Hey. Yeah, it's a little tough to hold hey. the knife. Hands off the wing. <laughs> They're delicate. I know. Do you know? Okay, okay. We're we're getting some interspecies erotica going on on Joe's <laughs> So uh, so Tommen gets up quick and he's like. He's like, oh, or he goes, he goes into this whole uh, th thing, or he goes, he steps up quick and goes, oh my gosh, do you like to sail? And she's like, I like to sail. Oh, you do too? We're going to be so happy together. We're going to we be like the best and then we go to Marjorie starting the game. Marjorie, she goes, oh, I love it here living in a tower. But my grandmother, Lady Elena, could not, she couldn't wait to go leave the capital. It's not for everyone. Oh, does your mother like it here? I, I, I really got to say Marjorie uh, is brilliant. He, she doesn't say a single bad word about Marjorie. Only about Cersei. About, about Cersei. Cersei. About and, only talks, talks her up. Like, and it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's the exact opposite of what probably everybody thought she was going to do. And now that she has Toman's ear, now that she's married to him, oh, your mother's evil. Your mother's bad. Let's get rid of your mother. No, 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 no. I want to plant the seed and then waters it with love. It's I want. I want to say this before it scrolls up because we're going to get to it in the scene when we see Cersei in a moment. Cersei Lannister looks like looks like she's on hellish, deadly LSD trip that's lasted for three days, sometimes four. For her, maybe like oh, a week. Yeah. And when we see oh, her, she looks. She looks defeated. We'll get to that in a second. We're almost She's there. In panic mode. So She's we get to Marjorie. Marjorie panic. starts the game. She definitely Katie. Total panic mode. She starts the game. She loves it uh, here. Uh, I love it here. But your but how's your mom feeling? I got to give the actor who plays Tommen and just Tommen's reaction to Cersei in general, like the way he responds yeah. to what she says here. Uh, I don't think she likes anybody. I don't think she, I, she doesn't seem happy about anything. Nope. <laughs> Smart boy. And she, and she, just, she just keeps playing. Well, she's always been great to me and I love her. She's wonderful. And isn't it awesome how she'll always protect you, be a lioness, protecting her cub? Well, I'm not a cub. I'm a, I'm a big boy. Yes, you are <laughs> a big boy. I'm a big boy. You got your big boy pants I'm on. A I'm a big boy. And He's she, a very very big boy. No, oh, yeah. No, he starts going, now I'm a man. A man, I'm a man. 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 <laughs> starts singing the man, man, man song. <laughs> and, she's like, and she's like, yeah, you're a man, a king, but you'll always be her baby boy. Now, I must feel, it must be horrible for her. She went through the horror of losing her husband, losing her father. Uh, her brother betrayed them. Her, no wonder she'll be her other son. She'll be so protective over you her whole life. She'll never let you out of her sight. It was you know, so, such a great play. Such a great you know, play. It was it was brilliant. She's I thought genius. it was brilliant. No, no, and and it goes al right along with what Jon Snow says in the scene coming up. It really does. I'll bring that up in a minute. So, so she goes, always generous with me. I adore her. She'll never let you out of her sight. And this, one thing I just loved about this episode so much, how each moment melted into the next one. We cut right over to Tom and Cersei having a conversation. It's funny how she, how Cersei starts out this. She goes, oh, you're so happy. I'm so happy for you. I can tell you're in love. Your wife's so pretty. 
She's like a doll. She's great. She's great. I mean, she smiles a lot, but, yeah. but, but, but she smiles a lot. I mean, she, do you think she's intelligent? I can't really tell. It's oh. just so passive aggressively oh. vicious. Yep. And Cersei is playing it exactly the opposite. She, uh, she's the, there's no real compliment. <clears throat> it's all kind of venom. I can't tell if she's intelligent. Yeah. She's only pretty like, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of spite and venom. I think Tolman sees it. I really do. Tolman knows his mom. I, think, I, I don't think I he's think stupid. Absolutely. I think I think he's just sweet. Katie, I'll go. I'll go on. I'm going to piggyback on what you said there, Katie and and Katie Crow, and say that I think it's beyond. I think it's almost it's white noise to him now because I don't even think he's listening to this. No, no he's no, just no, like no. staring forward. I got something to say. Just mom's spewing her hate. This is what mom does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mom taught brother how to be mean to Mr. Pounds. Sir yes, Pounds. right. And this is playing directly into Marjorie's hand, and Cersei doesn't even know it. Marjorie is on a on a level so far above. Cersei, because Marjorie is actually playing for her family this game. Now, are we to assume she's that... She's so cold and calculating. Cersei right. is panicking and, and grieving and resentful. And are we also to imagine that Tommen, for the most part, had probably more interaction with Tyrion than any of his other Lannisters, uh, aunts or uncles or brothers? Absolutely. So he, he and has... Marcella were not being groomed to be on any throne... They were Which not is, the favorite children. They were the second children. They were essentially as as Tyrion was, and like a a, a second child bastard. Like Tyrion's yeah. not a bastard, but all dwarves are bastards to their fathers, like he says to Jon Snow in season one. That you know, these other two children, Myrcella and Tommen, were treated much the same. <clears throat> not like with the hate and venom that Cersei and Tywin gave, but that they're not being groomed. They're not. They're not the ones that are going to take over. You know, they're they're Jon Snow. They're not Rob Stark. If they're, anything, uh, they would have been allowed to be children. Right. Like, they, they're they're off on their own playing. So Tyrion would have taken an interest. Yes, exactly. And had fun with them. Exactly. I think, I think Tyrion's had a huge influence on them. Remember the charisma they have back in season one also, when after Brandon Stark has been injured and Tyrion joins them for breakfast, uh, Jamie, <laughs> uh, Cersei... Myrcella and Tommen and Cersei's full of hate and Jamie's kind of Jamie and Tyrion is interacting with the two kids. Cersei kind of dismisses them and I think at one point in the scene sends them off. But yeah, I believe but so. He loves those kids. He talks to them and I think even with the the few times we saw him slap Joffrey, it wasn't out of hate and spite. No, it, it was no, out no. of trying to teach him something yeah absolutely. Uh, I, I can't necessarily agree with those methods i do katie doesn't um but you know <laughs> we that's what i think it came up from a place of love from him and trying to teach him something and not from a place of hate those slaps so marjorie has showed all three of those kids more love and more compassion uh, than, than his parents ever had absolutely yeah absolutely. So, so we gotta hit the chat for a second lois says cersei's gonna put an end to the lannister line scout says marjorie invented the phrase kill him with kindness forest last says i love cersei but yeah she's no tywin tormund uh horse nation says tommen's just dreaming of marjorie's sexy body now james Constantly. well james says Marjorie is finally getting her back blown out now. Igor says, yeah, making Toman feel like a kid so he'll push Cersei away. I've, I, Ivy says, the 
creators made Cersei look old and tired of the game. I, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, so put an end to the line. <laughs> uh, someone said, I, I pet the past the chat. Uh, we be careful, Joe. Crow, all crows are liars. Igor says, Power the pussy. <laughs> Igor hey. says, Power the pussy, worse than heroin. Aiden says, We need more Sir Pounce. And someone below said, Yes, uh, Tom and Sir Pouncing Marjorie all night long. <laughs> Two pump Toman from fucking Igor. Nice. Easy uh, horse nations is easy choice between shagging the pussy every day in peace and sending your annoying mom away. Yeah, I think I'll pick uh, Marjorie every, every day. Right. So for, for, for what it's worth, I do have to mention Toman is looking like he might be Robert's son after all. <laughs> half stag, half lion. Can you blame him? <laughs> iron, iron stag, she called him. So oh, I love that. I love that. He is half iron stag after all. So she can wait. I gotta I gotta mention uh from, from one of the other comments that you said about uh that someone mentioned here. And not not only is Marjorie's back get blown out, but she cannot wait to tell everybody I have finally to? been fucked by one of the king husbands. I'm legitimate. I'm legitimately I'm the queen. queen. Yay! Yay! Like, that's why she puts her robe on so quick. She can't wait to run out. It sounded like I hurt you. Oh, no, 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 son. You didn't hurt me. I wanted everybody in the fucking kingdom to hear you fuck me. They needed to hear you fuck me, so I screamed my bloody lungs out. Sorry it made you come too quick, and sorry we ain't going to give you a second ride on the rodeo, but nice playing with you. I think... I think it did have to do with the fact that she no longer has to hide being a virgin anymore. Oh, and, yeah. And, now, and that's probably a big deal for her considering. It's not just hide being a virgin. It's making sure that everybody knows that she has fucked the king, that yeah. she has consummated her, her royal wedding vows. She is absolutely the queen by all laws in the land. They can't say, oh, you didn't fuck Renly yet. You're still a virgin and, and you're not and you weren't right rightfully his wife. You didn't fuck Joffrey because he died still too early before you even got to the wedding night. So you're still not uh you know consummated that wedding in marriage yet. But this marriage, this wedding is consummated and you are <laughs> now the queen of all the Westeros, married to King Toman, the first of his name. Now, now let's continue. Uh, Tim says, so I'm kind of not paying attention, but is Carol in this? <laughs> <laughs> So, so Tommen, who's been blocking the white noise of Cersei out this whole time, waiting to break this honor, is like, do you miss Cashley Rock? She's like, what? There's nothing for me here. He says, you grew up there. And in this concerned tone is almost like, you know, I can make you go there. And she's like, you always said you like the people better there. He said uh, the people in King's Landing, uh, they, they just uh, they smell of horse dung and sour milk. And she goes, why are we speaking of Cashley Rock? She says in her best you know, you know, if you were anybody else, I would kick, I would slap the shit out of you right now. But I need, to, I need to uh, keep you on the positive side because, because Marjorie has control over you, and there's nothing I can do. And uh, someone said this in the chat, and we keep saying how weak Cersei seems in this episode, in this scene, and then in the Mean Girl scene that we're about to get to. But us, uh, I want to say a psycho is most dangerous when they're backed into a corner. Absolutely. So we got to be, we got to be very careful of Cersei in these next couple of episodes. He says, uh, the way you talked about it, I always thought you missed it. I want you to be happy. And she turns around, you're a silly boy. I I'll never be happy. Don't worry. I I'm not the type of person that will ever be happy. So I'm not going yeah. anywhere. I'm going to be here. <laughs> There's no way I'm ever leaving here, you happy, sweet, foolish boy uh and he's like you'll be happier in castle rock no 
And she's and she's trying everything in her power not to slap the shit. And again, similar to the last scene, we get a we get a crossover to the next scene where we we get an interesting sound transition with her walking and marching towards the Mean Girls. And we hear Marjorie talking about how her and Tom and are going to break the sex record in one day. And all the girls are laughing and giggling like Joe was saying, uh, celebrating that. Oh, yeah, she actually fucked the king. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, just like Duke Chronic said. Uh, was it Duke Chronic? No, Dragon said. Dragon 227. At Lesson from Lysa, when she was fucking Baelish, when that marriage was consummated, she screamed her bloody head off so that Tell everybody the in the realm heard it. Everybody in the Eerie knew that she was <laughs> fucking this guy and that Peter Baelish was her rightful and true husband. Joe, I also think she was doing that so wherever Kat is in the afterlife, could she could she hear it too. It. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, that from Lysa's point of view, absolutely that is true. Yes, Phil. I agree 100%. Not only wanted Lysa to hear it, she wanted fucking Ned's brother to hear it. She but wanted everybody. Ned to hear it. She wanted everybody. She I don't wanted think John Aaron to hear husband. it. Yeah. I don't think she's calculating enough to, uh, to do anything. She just wanted to, ah, look, he loves me. No, I think I think she even said that she like she was going to do that and, and make the realm here. I'm pretty sure she, that was part of her oh, life. Scout Dakota says, happiness is so 1980s, guys. No one's happy. <laughs> Outdated concept. Liza, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I, I, I don't know. I'll say this. I, I, never mind. Okay, so we're in our mean girl scene, and and Sir and Marjorie sees Cersei and is like, "Oh, hi, mother. Nice to see you." And and uh, Cersei realizes really quick here that she's not in the best position to be all Cersei on on her, and she's realizing that the uh, the worm's turning, so to speak. That Marjorie yeah. has a, has all the power in this scene right now. When it really comes down to it, Marjorie's in this moment, queen. Marjorie's queen. And and she goes, Marjorie starts right in. She goes, uh, can can I offer you some drink? I mean, it's a bit early in the day for us, but you might want to get you might want to drink. You're, you're drunk. Beautiful. I love that. And Cersei's like, yeah, she and I wrote similar to what everyone in the chat's been saying. Uh, she seems weak and castrated in this scene. Like like uh, Marjorie has the up, upper upper hand on her big time, and she knows it. And she's like, and she's like, oh, please sit down. And Cersei just looks at her like death, but nicely says, no, I can't. But if you need anything, just know I'm there for you. And then she goes, Tommen seems to really love you. Marjorie says, I love him. He's a great boy. You raised a great boy, which is another dig at him because she knows that she spent all her time on Joffrey. They had that conversation. We saw them have that conversation. And Cersei's like, yeah, great, great. Everything's great. And Marjorie's like, yeah, I'm awesome. Uh, j just so you know, I'm kind of tired because I've been fucking your son all night. Isn't that great? I've been fucking your son. Can you blame yes. him? He's half <laughs> and half stag. He's a horny one. Oh, man, His cock's like this fucking big. And then for Marjorie, one more hit, she's like, what do I call you now? Do I call you queen mother or do I call you? I think she said Dowling. Dowling's your queen. Do I call you? Do I call is you the bigger incident? Is, is incident <laughs> insult? Huge. I mean, hey, three-eyed crow is working on Joe for sure. Is that the bigger incident? Is oh my god, this this life. Okay, guys, love your review. I'm watching live from the UK at 4:23 oh. in the morning. 4:20, my friend. Enjoy, celebrate, hey, celebrate your 4:20. I don't condone, but I do say hey. Lola, Lola says she's <laughs> take your drunk. medicine. Yeah, drunk Lola I says, am. 
Lola says uh, she should be drunk. Drunk Cersei is best Cersei. Most oh, women are fantastic when they're a little bit drunk. Best lines, best jokes. Shit, I love drunk people. Yeah, you're gonna love me because I'm working. I'm about to open my third bottle. Oh, relax, Joe. <laughs> Drink that third one slow. I can hear you. You're 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 ready to. I can't compete with outside. them. Uh, I'm Katie, to drink my share, but. Joe's going to pass out and the crow's going to take over the seat. <laughs> it's quite the possible. The show is mine. <laughs> the show must go on. Uh, Lola says, I don't know what to call you, mother or something else. Yeah, is this, is Dowinger Queen Cunt? Is that your name? Is that what Dowinger I call you? Cunt. It's useless old lady. So that, that reminds me of, an old, of a joke. What's the, what's the useless skin around a woman's vagina called? Dun, dun. <laughs> So anyways, as the maiden looks on with disgust and Cersei looks on with no... uh, (laughs) You should be. You should be. Cersei looks on with no formality and she goes, no formality, don't worry. And Marjorie's like, well, the king's banging me so much, you could be the queen grandmother soon. What a day. day. Oh, that is amazing. Stab, stab, stab. As she goes on and how perfect it will. Then Cersei comes at her like she's about to choke a bitch. Like literally it looks like Cersei comes at the camera or at Marjorie. Like, just Mm. remember. I'll always be here for you if you need me. And she walks off. And Marjorie, I love how Marjorie earns this moment. Uh, she just stops, smiles, stares off. Like, like, when, like when someone hits a, hits a good shot or shoots a good shot in basketball and just pauses for a second. Like, yeah, that was a good one. I just totally fucked oh, up. Yeah. And she but, turns around to the to the to all the hens behind her and is like, "Did you like that?" <laughs> now, do, now, do you think do you think that Marjorie is egocentric or hasn't or I don't know short sighted enough to think that she's defeated the lion here? That no, no, I no, think no, she's no, enjoying no, no, her no, victory no. for now. It's a it's a battle that she has won. It is not the war, and she knows it. She absolutely knows it. That's why uh, for the digs that she does take, none of them are inappropriate. They're subtle. They're very subtle. They're much more subtle than the digs that Cersei threw at her to, to, while she had Toman's ear. These are, are they're digs, but they're not inappropriate. They're kind of appropriate questions. Which would, what would you like me to call you? That kind of shit. Um, but as a- knows exactly her place right now. And until she can remove Cersei from that small council as uh, Queen Regent, which is the third title, which is the one she does not mention bring up in that moment, um, I, I think she knows she's in this. This is going to be a long battle. This is the yeah. king's mother. This is yeah. not just some woman. This is not her, her, his lover or something like that. I'm sure Cersei would probably like that, but. Now, Biz Life says, love the way Cersei moves towards Marjorie. Cersei was running from Marjorie to uh, down a Bloody Mary or something, says Horse Nation. Ren Renwood says, uh, uh, she was, or Force Last says, she was going to cut her. Yeah, she wanted to cut her bitch right there. Ren Renwood says, I always think of what Peter Baelish said when I think about Liza screaming. When you're on bed with an ugly woman, best close your eyes and get it Get it over with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And And she does that to Ned Stark at a small council meeting. Lola says, hashtag in support support of killing Danny uh, to to King Robert when everybody, including Renly, Meister, Peter Baelish, they all uh, basically advocate for killing Danny Targaryen uh, because she's pregnant. 
Now Tim says, does Cersei Lannister have to choke a bitch? Lola says, destruction, hashtag destruction moon for Cersei there. Yeah, totally. Uh, Dragon says, all these uh, jibes accentuated by the giggling girls was really funny. Uh, Ducrox says, uh, or Bill Sotheby says, Marjorie just stood there and watched the home run fly to the Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Watched she it. enjoyed it. Jonathan says she definitely thinks she's won. She's in the middle of the uh, she won the battle and she knows it. Duke Cronk said Cersei told Marjorie about the song of the Reigns of Casimir, and that's what it's all about. Remember that. Yeah, because Cersei thinks she's gonna wipe out the Tom and she thinks she's gonna oh, turn yeah. the Toms into the Reigns and the Casimirs. Uh Casimirs. Uh Scout says Marjorie's planning the long game. She knows Cersei's not going out that easy. So let's continue. We cut over now to the yeah, Bolton Dakota. soldiers riding towards. Yes, we here. Here we are back at Winterfell. We see Winterfell being rebuilt, rebuilt in this whole scene. We, it's being rebuilt, rebuilt in the background. And guess what, guys? The cockless wonder. We see him tonight. Reek. Uh, Living along, carrying buckets of slop. You know the one thing, and I don't want, again, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it too much, but the one thing, the one of the main things I miss from Theon's standpoint is because of the way that the show is done compared to some other mediums that this uh, information could be ascertained, we don't really get to get inside Theon's head. So everything has to be from a visual transformation. So we have to, so to me, I'm always still seeing Theon in there. I still yeah, don't feel yeah. been completely taken over by Reek. I see I the, well, I see the Theon trying to bust out so much in the scene. I so gotta, I gotta, I gotta yeah, tell you this. He's given face. He's there given was, a lot of face. There was the episode not too long ah. ago where, where Ramsey Bolton, the new Bolton, and not Ramsey Snow, sent Theon to Winterfell, or not to Winterfell. I think it was to Moat Kalan before yeah. before Snow became Bolton. Yes, and it makes him play the role of, of Theon. Theon. Yes. And I think this awakens a little bit in Theon. Oh, yeah. good, good point. Very good point. Now, that said, also, uh, one of my only bring-ups from the book is I never felt like he truly ever, with all the torture, lost all of Theon. No, he is Ironborn. And I never felt it. he has that core of iron in him still. I agree. And I never felt it fully so far in the series. Yes, there was that scene with his sister and not wanting to leave the the dog pound, so to speak, at that night when she tried to rescue him. But still. Well, he's dealing with a lot of traumatic stress. Katie, when you said the iron in him, it just made me think of that Magneto line from X-Men 2. Everyone, you got a little iron in your blood. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's awesome. That's amazing. And it's so true, too. Like, yeah, I, once once Magneto is powerful enough to, to or realizes he's powerful enough. Now, I also want to comment on something that Steel Sabus uh, wrote me another great message. She asked, asking us what, uh, or no, that was Lola. Actually, that was Lola in the, uh, in Full credit, Lola in the chat earlier asked us what we wanted to, uh, what we thought the development of Roose Bolton and that the show spent a lot of attention and time developing Ramsey and how we feel like if we feel like they've neglected Roose. I will say, yes, I do feel like they've neglected Roose. I feel like this was the first episode I really got an understanding of Roose Bolton's mind. Okay. This, I, uh, we're, exploring, we're exploring this question now. I'm going to say this, that uh, as far as the books were concerned, I think that they've been actually very true to Roos Bolton's development. There's very little. There's actually, I felt like there was more about Ramsey than Roos to begin with. I think they've done a very good job at keeping Roos as this powerful lord from the north 
and focusing the story like it has been to bring it back into Ramsey. To bring it back into this episode, though, Joe, don't you feel like this episode was the fir- was the most you've gotten to know uh, Russo? No, I absolutely don't think so. We had quite a few scenes with him and Rob. We had a couple. We had the the red but wedding. I think he was always he was always in uh, he was always in the shadows of what his agenda was tonight. <clears throat> Tonight, listening to him actually get to interact with Littlefinger and talk to Ramsey about his I always felt agenda. like we knew what his agenda was. I, I, I felt stronger about understanding him as a manipulator of the Game of Thrones and understood his style of gameplay a little bit more after tonight. Here we go. I, I might have just been ignorant to it. I feel like I, feel like I, I got way that. more tonight. I can absolutely see that, but here's my point. When Dragon says in this episode, Roose Bolton shows he's no dummy. That's that's the best. I think he showed he was no dummy right from the start. Right from the beginning, he's giving Rob Stark uh, advice. He does not shy away from speaking his mind to Rob Stark, the king in the north. And when Rob Stark overrules him, he goes along with what Rob Stark says. He plays the game in the in the background. We see that he has been cunning enough to, to reach out and speak and make plans with Tywin and with the phrase. I think and then he sets up the red wedding as we see we hear Tywin say it was all Ruse Bolton's fucking idea. I hear you, but I, I did like I think I, I think hear, did I, hear great you, Joe, but I didn't I did not hear that from Roose Bolton himself. I wanted to hear it from himself i didn't want to hear Tywin well, I talk think it, i think it makes it i think it makes it more important and even more uh a testament to his character that he's not boasting his own accomplishment there that it's tywin lannister throwing out that i, I feel like had this have the opportunity to hear him talking about it and i just feel like tonight was the best opportunity we've had to understand Roose. And that's the well, first well, and, straight up statement from him. I'm of just, his goals and his mind. Right, right, we can just agree to disagree. Let's go on. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta say this. I gotta say this. I gotta say this. I think the producers and the writers did a good job with all the TV tropes <laughs> whenever he was on screen in those early episodes <laughs> in making him out to be a slimy fuck. So we knew exactly what his okay. plan was going to be right from the beginning. If you watch those scenes and when he's given Rob advice and Rob doesn't take it and the looks on his face and thought, oh, this is going to be an honorable guy from the North, just like Ned Stark, you're a sad fuck. So uh, not you in general, but like, let's, move, let's move on here. So if we're going, sad if- fuck finally get to check in with Ramsey Reek and more Roos. And and again, I feel like we've got more Roos in this episode than we've ever got. We, we did. This yes. is the most heavy yes. Roos episode, but so we love we knew what his intention was. the music was. of Winterfell, and it's just great to see the place again as Reek's walking so through, good. walking around. It, it's familiar uh, to him. We can see that's familiar with him. He sees the, bird, the boys being burned down, taking around with flies on them on the ground. And then... And there was a woman there, too. And then, guys, we finally, <laughs> Rumham says, let the crow talk. <laughs> and uh, we finally, we get to see Katie, who made a guest appearance in the episode. We saw Katie. Oh, I'm always there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always there. You'll see her in many episodes. <laughs> they, uh, they've used her as an extra many, 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 many times. Bill says uh, the hey, books paint family. a far different picture of Bruce and Katrina and went far deeper in the books than on the show. Go clean up your mess, Crow. So, so familiar, but he sees the birds burning down. Then we cut to Ramsey eating, talking to Roos. Ramsey talks about some lord not paying his taxes, someone named Forrester or something. Ram- Roos says, uh, you can't hold wait, the... Uh, wait, 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 right there. <laughs> I got to say, that is awesome. Is that not awesome? For all those people who have seen the, the, the game... 
and the playthrough that we've put up on the channel. That is awesome. You That's think it was, amazing. Was that what it was? I took it as That's that. What it was. That's absolutely what. It's a little bit, uh, you know, spoiler for those who haven't played the game. It's a little bit different how they bring this family in, but the results are the same. I really fucking love it. I think that that's brilliant. Uh, if that was a nod to the game, then that's amazing. If it wasn't, that's even more amazing. But I really think it was. I I really really like that. So so he says uh, the, some lesser lords ref, uh, refused to pay taxes, refused to bow down. Uh, they said the warden of the north will always be a Stark and refused to kiss a traitor's boot. So uh, Roos says, "Oh, so you had no choice." Ramsay says, "Yep, I flayed him alive and his wife and his uh, and his wife and his brother and made the sun watch." And then Ramsay said, "Then the kid paid his taxes." And I wrote just like the game, similar to the game, so that Ramsay was doing that to a lot of families that were loyal to the Stark in the area. I think. Yeah, well, he's got. They've got to set up their their right of wardenship. They've got to let everybody know that this is not the Stark's land anymore. This is now Bolton territory. We are the wardens. It's not ours. We're just the wardens of it until they can until the new lords are picked. But you know, in time, they'll become the lords. So Forrester in the games, Vaughn says, I bet Brienne and Podrick will, uh, will uh, take the place of, uh, oh, that's a little bit of a book spoiler type stuff. Wait, the Foresters were mentioned. Not exactly Manuel. Manuel, they were, they weren't mentioned specifically. They were but alluded it, to. Or the or similar situations that happened to the Foresters was, was alluded to to just kind of give you a wink and a nod, I think, is how I took it a little bit. Uh, I, I don't remember them calling them the force. They didn't call them the force. We're, we're making that up. They did. So reported here on the issues program. They called <laughs> it was the foresters. God damn it. We're, we wanted to be the foresters more than it was. It, it should have See, been. Okay. Okay. See, here we go. Now I got to confess. I actually, during that, the beginning of that scene, I was like, wait, who are they talking about? Who was that? What was that? And Katie was said, Oh, I didn't catch it. So when you said it was the foresters, I thought, Oh, fuck. Then that makes it all the more fantastic. They didn't mention him by name. Who was it? I don't know. We'll get a comment or a rewatch at some point, but I'm going to go with you, Phil. It was the fucking Foresters. <laughs> it's not. I I, I I didn't write down the name, but he de he definitely says the name, and it's not that. Roos says so that... it was the Foresters, you say? Oh, yes. Okay. That's, that's exactly what I just said. So Roos says, I've got something to tell you. Stop eating and listen to me to get Ramsey's attention. Oh, says, yeah. What are you doing, you fucking... You listen to daddy when daddy's talking to you. Again, Joe, I know I know what you're saying. I understand your point about how how uh, his strength was felt, but I just really just loved Bruce Bolton in this episode. He says our position was weak. Not we don't have enough men to hold the North if they gang up on us. Tywin's dead. If you think any of the other Lannisters uh, that are far, far away will send their armies this far north, you're a big fucking fool. We made our, our house became powerful by allying ourselves with other more powerful houses and reaping the rewards. That's how we were built, as Reek watches carefully this whole time. Bruce continues, and we do not build alliances by skinning men alive. We do it with marriages. Ramsey's like, oh, shit. Bruce is like, you're my son now. Time to get married, and I have the perfect girl to hold the north for us. The perfect girl. Cut. Yes, it is. To Sansa. Can you fucking believe Sansa and Ramsay are going to be in the same room together? This is my thought well, at the moment this happening. Holy shit. Let's talk about the place that they're overlooking real quick. Moat Kalen. Moat Kalen, which is... The, is that where the Reeds live? That's where the Reeds are from. Joe Jen and his sister, who just brought Bran up north. 
who's also, <laughs> I think, the, the only surviving person from Ned's journey to Dorne. When he um, sleeps with whoever he was he slept with and made Jon Snow. Benjamin, you can always message me if, if that's easier for you. Benjamin says, uh, the North remembers Bolton's not going to last in Winterfell. There must always be a Stark in Winterfell. I think the other houses of the Norse will rise up against them and Sansa will take over. And I yes, agree. well, let's remember, let's remember, too, that the, that this War of the Five Kings has taken a huge toll on the Lords of the North. We got to remember that Rob Stark even executed one of the noble houses of the of the North. Art Stark. Uh, cut, right. And and uh, on top of that, um, this other family has just been flayed by the Boltons. The Boltons themselves are one of the big families. No the Freys are kind of like they're the North, but they're not the North, but they are the North. They're a big family. For all intents and purposes, the North is very split right now. Very, now, very let's, fractured. Let's get to the chat room reaction of the Sansa thing. Um, yes. What was that, Katie? Which is why I think the people will rise up for Sansa Stark. Absolutely. Uh, Lola they want says, a unifying figure. Uh, Lola says, if the Lannisters or Cersei found out that Ramsay married Sansa, what's going to happen to them? Are, are Littlefinger and Roos, are they not afraid of Tommen coming after them? Okay, it's a stupid question. Answer my no, own no, 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 no. I, I don't believe that's a stupid question. And I think the answer is pretty simple. I think when Cersei ends up flexing her muscles over this whole marriage and that sense is alive, I think if worse comes to worse, the Boltons will ship, will pack Sansa in a fucking crate and ship her to lose her head in King's Landing without a fucking heart. I, th I don't think they're afraid of them, similar to what he says, what they talk about later when the sense of, uh, and I think that's more evidence to the fan speculation that the person that sent the Sand Snake thing to Cersei was Littlefinger. That he's that he knows she's going to be occupied occupied with Dorne stuff. Let's get through a couple more uh, chat things. Reek will have his revenge. If uh, the uh, Matthew says poor girl about Sansa, Sansa's going to notice Theon. I don't think she's going to because he seems so different. Angus says the perks of flaying everyone is that you always have to uh, you al you always have to meet always have meat at your table. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of oh, what I was no. thinking in a later scene, which we'll get to. Yeah. <laughs> what do you Steel do? Steel uh, says, when we switched to Sansa, I started saying, no, 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 super denial. This will not end well. No. Uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill says, the reeds are from Darkwater Watch, not Moat Kalen. Oh, I'm sorry. Holland, oh, who's Moat Holland Reed, but we don't know if he's alive. Greywater Watch, I'm sorry. Go Sansa. Holland Reed saved uh, Ned's life at the Tower of Joyce as Stacy, and they're the only two that have lived or made. Uh, that have lived in, oh, maybe a baby. Yeah, maybe a baby. Lois says, I have to say, guys, that after the, uh, the scene, I'm afraid that Sansa's going to take uh, Jean Pohl's place, not Lady Stoneheart's place, which means that she may be eventually raped and tortured by Ramsay. That could be uh, a possibility. I, I love think they're going to have her assassinate the Ramsay fan. The, uh, I hope. It's going to be interesting to see where they take this because we're in a position right now, guys, where someone goes, oh, the spot. There are no spoilers now because this is completely oh. fucking different. Completely it's all fucking speculation. From it's here. all speculation now. We have no clue what's going to going to happen now, except for the people that have already watched episode four. You know what's going to happen uh. next. But like other than that, no one really knows what's going to happen. So, so this is all fucking speculation, which makes it kind of fun. I like the speculation. It does. It's it's awesome. Um, uh, I think Reed is I, is going to kill Ramsay for Sansa, and Sansa is going to take over the North. Interesting. Uh, they should they should us Robin training. Maybe he will accept. <laughs> maybe they will accept him as a champion as champion for Rick, and maybe oh, Rick he's gonna, <laughs> he is he is the epitome of the person personality type that will exceed at swordplay and combat. Let and, me tell you right now. 
in That's Aiden. Not sarcastic. Not in not in the least way. Aiden, I love that. <laughs> yeah, wicked good. I'm sure. Aiden, I love that scene as well. <laughs> That's not exactly what it takes, but it's a part of it. It can help. Yes, Lola says, yes, avenge them by marrying into a family that slaughtered your whole family. Great plan, Littlefinger. Mo Kalen, uh, Stacey, get close. Uh, Stacey E says, Mo Kalen is the only way an army can get north unless by boat without the help of the Craigsmen, which are Harlan Reed's people. The entire neck is floating, changing swamp. It's a floating, changing swamp. Yeah, the, 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 main, uh, the main house or town or castle or fortress or whatever you kind of want to call it is always kind of changing positions because the the uh the water levels in that bog are always changing so yeah, uh, bill bill Sutherby, great point it's all speculation even the book plot uh now an analogy to the plot hasn't been completed yet so we can only speculate absolutely i love the different differentiation says jonathan horse nation says i think ramsey will start torturing sansa stannis will attack or brianne or reek or someone will save her uh no joffrey was the worst force lessons after joffrey ramsey how lucky is sansa stark uh, uh jonathan says reek could redeem himself by saving sansa i i tend to think that's yes. so, that's his own they, they're focusing a lot on him noticing what's happening in this episode and being like holy shit and he's let's talk about, about reeks, he's reeks not real just, like sitting there blank he's having like some emotions and thoughts about what's yeah. going on and and reeks and reeks real only bad <clears throat> move like as a person as a character was killing who everybody believed to be was the two surviving Stark boys that were left in Winterfell and betraying Rob Stark and betraying yeah. Rob Stark yes. in the process uh, or just beforehand, but in reality, they weren't the Stark. So yeah, he had a little bit of betrayal, which he can kind of come back from. Understandable betrayal, though. And a little bit of killing of some peasants. And like, I think that's the that was his family. He betrayed the Starks for. With yes, whom he was, and they were his prisoner. prisoner of. Correct. Um, it's a very fine line. So uh, I'm going to go with the commenter and say that yes, absolutely, he's. He is able to redeem himself possibly in the future. So, yes. so Sansa and Littlefinger. Sansa and Littlefinger approaching Moat Kalen. Littlefinger oh. says, Yeah, pretty shabby, huh? You've been here before. She's like, Yep, I was here when we were originally heading to King's Landing with my, excuse me, with my family. It's good to hear her talk about Ned and some past references. It's good. I feel like we're getting more of that this season, which makes it feel like it's heading into the back half of the show, like, like the show is going to end in three seasons, uh, which is sad. But, but so we're getting more references towards things that happened a long time ago where she's saying, Oh, yeah, we came this way with my family. Great to hear her talk about Ned's and past yeah, references. It was. I agree. In full manipulation mode. She's he, she's like, where are you taking me? He says, home. Littlefinger nods and Sansa figures it out real quick. That letter, that was not for you. It was a marriage meant for me. Yeah. I'm not going to marry Ruth Fulton. He betrayed my family. And I love how Littlefinger says this. Yes, he did. I'm not. I'm not. Littlefinger says, it's your home. So, and she says, no more. I won't listen to you. And he goes, you can dye your hair all you want, but you're, you're a Stark of Winterfell, the elder surviving child of Cat and Ned. And, but I'm not marrying Roos. I'm not marrying Roos. You're, you're not marrying Roos. You're marrying his son, who's much saner, of course. I love how he starts it, though. He starts it with, if you want, we will turn the horses around right he says, now. He goes if if she says if if I don't want to go, I'll starve myself. And then he goes and, and hugs her in almost a fatherly way, and he brings her through. And he and she goes, no, I won't force you. We we can turn the horses around right now. You've been running in in mourning the fates. You've been a bystander in your life. Stop running. 
I think this is somewhat akin to Arya with the Hound. She very has good very point. little choices choice here in this matter, so she's doing what she has to to survive. And who cares about the uh, who cares about the respective Stark more? Does the Littlefinger care about Sansa's well being more no. his agenda, or does the Hound care about protecting Arya? I think the Hound cares more about protecting Arya. Personally, oh, I know disagrees with me, but I, I think, think Arya endeared herself to the Hound. He thought there, she was just going to be a weak little girl, and she wasn't. Whereas Littlefinger, I think Sansa is just another pawn in his a tool. Team. Yes, 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 yes. I don't Absolutely. Think, I don't think uh, they. Lola says they actually toned down Ramsay for the show, way he's portrayed in the books. So maybe with a lots of luck, he doesn't uh, doesn't do that nasty thing to Sansa. If well, uh, that his girlfriend there, we got right. Uh, we're we're going to get to that. I think and her gaggle of. Uh, I don't know if those were her friends or her sisters, but she's the one you have to watch out for. She is definitely the the hound girl. Didn't look too happy. Stacy E said Ramsey's hound girls didn't look too happy. Debbie, I'm worried for Sansa. Ooh. The only thing that gave me any hope was the old lady offering Sansa a bath. The North remembers where I just got choked up when that woman said that. Yes, don't... yes. So she's like, "No, I'll starve myself." And he goes, "Sansa," in a very father way, Sansa. Uh, he pulls her in. He says, "I won't force you. I care for you. You say one word, we'll turn around. You've been running and mourning their fates. You've been a bystander since your father died." As he holds her, "There's no justice in this world unless we make it. If you love your family, avenge them." As he closes her and kisses her head and goes and lets her decide and watches her as she just gets this thought in her head and uh and kind of like Sylvester Stallone and over the top turns her hat around a little bit and gets into badass mode and little finger sitting at the horses and just gets this shit eating smile on his face like I love it when a plan comes together as someone said it before the chess air cat smile of little finger like <laughs> oh yeah he's telling her exactly what she want he thinks she wants to hear to get his own ends made but i think she's smart at this point she sees right through it, and she's doing what she needs to survive. Joe's choking on some feathers over there, it sounds like. so. The show is mine. The show is, uh, show is Katie's. Move over, Katie. Katie it's uh, all about to become Katie's. <laughs> Thank you. That's my beer, you know. Thank you again, Iron Throne. So, so badass move activate. Activate. So again, another transition into another scene. I love how this episode did this. We pan out to a distance to this all. Remember, guys, this is all one constant flow. I just love how they did this. Every scene swam into the next one beautifully. Great. Yeah, it just it went by. Like I said earlier, it went by so quick. I didn't want it to end, no. and it was over so it was quickly. Much too quick. Remember, James Robinson says, remember, Littlefinger's a pimp. He knows how to play a woman. Play a woman. <laughs> he says, how dumb is Sansa right now, though? Avenge them? But he doesn't tell her how. Tom says, welcome, no, Tom. I don't think she buys it. She's going to get revenge, but not his way. Right. Absolutely, Katie. Tom says, hey, finally got to catch a live show. Tom, thank you so much for catching up, catching us live here. Uh, thank you. John Supreme says, Littlefinger's, plan is Littlefinger's pawn and the Bolton's pawn work together to, uh, to king me, king me, king me. Uh, Igor says, a bit rough, Joe. Uh, be careful, my friend. Yep. T-Goat says, hot rocks. <laughs> uh, pour some Coca-Cola on that. Get an explosion. Uh, Bill, uh. Bill Sotheby says, I think Peter wants Sansa to get pregnant. The more the move to kill the Boltons, now she has Harrenhal. Now he has Harrenhal, Vale, and the North. He has everything. Exactly. He wants it all. 
He yeah, wants he does. there yes. is in the world, as he said to Varys uh, a couple seasons ago. So pan out to Brienne and Pod. I love the Brienne and Pod stuff tonight too. Oh, I, it's great, great, great stuff. Yeah. I My love. Favorite. And so I love. I and as I said, I love how all three of these storylines are interwoven. It's like it feels like it never stops. It's like one block. As they're looking down at Mo Kale and Pa goes, How are we gonna get through this? And Brand says, We go around. He said, We'll lose them. And she says, It doesn't matter. I know exactly where they're going. Yeah, yes. of course she knows where they're going. They're going right to Winterfell. Yeah. Brand's Pac committed right now to protect uh, her. She she sees right, she knows exactly. She's a smart woman. Very. She sees exactly where Baelish is going Very and smart. headed. She knows what's going on. Great. She absolutely knows what's going on. Great point, Aiden, too. They've really upped the ante so much. The artwork throughout this episode was amazing. The Mo Kalen seed, foggy atmosphere. And then when we get to uh, the scene at the end with Tyrion and Varys, seeing the city there, it, it was just, it was really awesome uh, how how the set design and the artwork is just, everything's getting getting even better than it was before. And it was always fucking great. Very visually striking. Yes. <laughs> uh, watch out, Joe. It's not called the murder Especially of crows for nothing. Air. Yeah, believe me, I know. She watches ID Discovery. <laughs> Wait. Yes, I think I think Last King makes a good point. I, I by the end of this scene, I was hoping Pod was going to be like, I I have a very special skill, Milady, and uh, and no. I really want to I really want to make. No. And uh, can we can we play a role play and recreate that evening? No, and I'll... no, 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 no. <laughs> Whatever he knows now about sword play, he'll know tenfold when Brienne is done. You Jamie, the, apply it to a different body part. Katie, Jamie's a far, far ways away. Jamie would want Brienne to enjoy. So, so pan out to Brienne and Pod. I love how they do. And he goes, "We're gonna lose them. She doesn't care. They're going." So to, he's in a different area code. <laughs> off to them, polishing off her stuff. They, she, she pokes at him a little bit. Well, aren't you a little old to be a squire? Uh, how'd you become the squire for the imp and? And Podrick, always protecting Tyrion. Oh, I love it. I love it's it because awesome. he knows how good of a person Tyrion really he is. He hates that name while well, he's not here to complain about it. Fuck you, Brienne, right there. Anyway, I think Podrick hates it as much as Tyrion does. He yep. does. He, he feels for Tyrion. Tyrion. Tyrion is everything to him. So Podrick tells a story about the night he was he was serving uh, ser- serving someone in uh, some guy that he was serving borrowed a ham. No, he didn't steal it. He borrowed it. He was going to return it or pay for it later. And he fed me half the ham. The next morning, they found him passed out with the ham in the hand. Well, every time, if the, if someone caught me every time I was passed out with my ham in my hand, oh, shit. <laughs> take it off my head. My head would be chopped off a bunch of times. So they're going to go hang him. And they, and they hang him. But Lord Tywin was going to hang me, too. But he found out my last name was Payne. So he sent me to King's Landing to squire for his son. Brian's like, you know, he meant it as an insult, as punishment for both of you. And Pod says, well, it never seemed that way. Lord Tyrion treated me really well. And she stands up offended at that, saying, well, all your lords treat you well, everyone except for me, because I'm such a fucking nasty person. Nope. I'm a cunt. Nope. Nope. You're the best fighter I've ever seen. And Pod, who's someone that collects Westerosian baseball cards, excuse me, and he cares about such things, goes, no, you beat the hound in a fight. Yeah. I'm yeah. proud of you, Squire. The Hound's one of the toughest warriors in the Seven Kingdom. You and, beat the Hound. And you might not have been a knight, but weren't you like a Kingsguard for Renly? Yeah. Come on. But but she gets into this afterwards as he says, uh, as she go- as he realizes that he this kid's a really good kid. He asks him, does he want to be a knight? And he says, yes. Yeah. And he goes, fine, I'll train two times a day. I'll show you how to ride properly. Can't knight you but I'll teach you how to fight, which Pod says that's more important, I guess. Oh, yeah. That is more Much important. more important. See, Pod so is like- a smart, smart 
smart guy. I think she, she seems to have been trying to figure this kid out this whole time. And finally she realizes he has his own goals. He wants to be a knight or at least be able to fight like one. So he can be honorable and good like all of these other knights and Tyrion he served. To including go. her. Amazing. Absolutely, Katie. And to go, thank you so much for finding us. And we're so glad you are able to check us out tonight in this recap and share your thoughts in the chat. Jan Z, it's funny how Tywin sent him the squire for Tyrion as punishment for both him and Tyrion. Jokes and Tywin set set Tyrion up perfect for someone to save of life. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mark Milord directed this episode and has another one coming up this season. Can't wait to see it because it blends so perfect. I agree. This was this is an award-winning type episode of the way for editing in this episode. It was just so seamless. Uh, Stacey E said she should at least change the the butt of her sword to something other than a lion. You can see that thing come a oh, mile away. Yeah. No, I think that um pawed the wrong. I just want to say that it was Jamie that gave it to she her. is. She doesn't care about the Lannister Paul that's on the lion hilt because it's from Jamie. She'll she'll fight for whoever for Jamie, whoever wants to challenge her because she respects <laughs> Jamie. And you guys in the chat, I just have to say again, you guys are so fun. And and I like to thank again everyone that's tuning in live right now. Uh, for whatever it's worth, we are at an all-time high for a live broadcast. So we're so excited that people are enjoying coming and checking out this episode and you guys in the chat talking and, and interacting just pushes this makes us oh, it's just so much fun okay i don't want to i'm gonna get teary but no crow, thank you guys so much happy crow yeah happy crow we have a very happy, happy crowd right now dance. we have a very happy <laughs> wait do that dance again crow i gotta go do that dance. Do, do that dance oh the crow is dancing folks oh my gosh that is a that's one happy working it yeah crow twerk so, oh, I'm so embarrassed. So also, he's, he's, he's embarrassed that he used that word. So he's, so Pod, though, shows that Brienne's faith in him is well just as he lights the fire and is all happy that, that, she, that he learned from something that she taught him how to light the fire. And he can do it easily now. So it shows you how smart Pod is and that he can learn. So Pod says, this is where he gets into what Joe was saying. So you weren't a knight, but you were Kingsguard to Renly. Tyrion said he was a good man. He was... Uh, How'd that happen? And Brienne tells a really deep, amazing story that gets you to find out a lot about Brienne. I love this story. And about Very Renly. Revealing. And about Renly. Yes. More about Renly than we... And again, something that I feel like came across in the show, but not as much as, uh, again, referential as the books and the way that you understand how nice of a boy Renly is. Yeah. And, why uh, the people loved him. Why, exactly. And he could fight to be king, in a sense, because of that. He was because still like a- usurping Stannis's fucking throne absolutely we don't we all no doubt stannis is the one true king so brianne tells a really deep amazing story about as a child her father threw a party to find only living air it was a special evening i was i was dragged to but it was wonderful no one noticed how mulishly tall i was everyone the guys came on and danced she get carried (laughs) they whispered into my ear and uh wondered if she and but eventually after the evening went on and i heard people making fun of me it was all a fugazi it was all a fake <laughs> fugazi and they were all laughing at me they couldn't keep it together brianne the beauty they called me a great joke and i knew i was the ugliest thing a great lumbering beast i tried to run away but renly took me in his arms he said don't let them see don't let them see, see your tears. They're nasty little shits and they're not worth crying about. And then he danced with me all evening and they couldn't do shit about it because he was the king's brother. Yeah. And, 
And Pod says, wasn't he? But he was, uh, you know, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I know he was a oh, freaking puffed up, but that's not what it was about. Exactly. Yes, he liked men. Yes, he liked men. And I'm not an idiot. He didn't love me. He didn't want me. He danced with me because he was kind to save me from being a joke. And he protected me from that day till his last day. I Thank but you. I could not do the same. Nothing is more hateful when you cannot protect the <laughs> one you love. I will avenge King Renly. Pod says it was a shadow. And she's like, yes, a shadow in the face of Stannis Baratheon. She's going to take the one true king down. If yeah. she says those was him in her heart. He's a man and not a shadow, and a man can be killed. You know what? If I was Stannis, and he's she's one of the few people in the Seven Kingdoms I'd be fucking afraid of. Afraid. Okay, I gotta I gotta comment on a commenter here. Forest last. Renly is my one true king. Fuck Stannis. Okay, oh. I gotta say this. For all intents and purposes, I am not the biggest Stannis fan. But when especially it, in this show. As, but when it comes down so to it, in all honesty, with what we know about the way things are. Stannis is the one true king. Yes, he's a little bit, he's not your king like Renly might have been. But hey, Joffrey wasn't anybody's king either, but he was king. If you you follow the line of succession, the line of succession truthfully states that Stannis should be king, but there are too many other powerful people protecting the lie. No, Rhaegar should, uh, no, uh, Rhaegar should be Danny, 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 right? Danny should be queen. Danny, the one true queen. So speaking of which, it's, we, I'm sorry, Lola, we won't say it too much, but no Danny tonight. Zero Danny. Well, I thought I saw Danny. <laughs> yeah, we saw we saw someone that looked kind of like Danny from behind. It was <laughs> so, enough Danny for me. <laughs> Danny that we've seen in a while, maybe. So again, again, like an amazing, like this episode with amazing editing, we go right from Stannis being talked about to, to Stannis. And seeing Stannis. Uh, one great scene leads into another. Lord fucking commander Jon Snow. My Some of my favorite yeah. stuff in this episode. Jon Snow in his progression as uh, commander of the Night's Watch. Uh, Stannis and Davos show up and the one true king asks for a second alone. And Jon says, no, Ollie's here. He's my steward. Uh, like I was the Lord Commander Mormon. I wanted to be on, on all talks to learn one day he may command. Jon's almost... Jon Snow. Jon is grinning this whole time. I love Ollie. I love that. I, I love gotta, this scene. I, I really oh, like this so scene good. too. I love that Ollie's there. I love that Ollie's yeah. in Stuart. I love that Ollie. I don't know if he has taken the black, but I, it appears that he might have. Did they he have was, an age limit on the black? I, that's something I'm not sure of. No, I, because Ezric Stark was uh, uh, the guy. We've learned from Sam last week that there was a commander of the Night's Watch at 11 years old. Oh, right. that's right. Um, so. So for that matter, I, I got to say, I really like this. And it goes right along with what I was saying earlier. There's a line that comes out of John's mouth that I'm yeah. going to attribute to now uh, about keeping your enemies closer. This mm. is the kid that shot his his loved one. And he even mentions there's not a lot of love for free folk and among the brothers. Right. So and, and we get a little we get a little shot of Ollie's face when he says that. Yeah. So I love the fact that he's taken in Ollie as his as his uh, steward. He's going to try to help teach this kid, mold his mind. He's also squire, like, like basically I want, teaching I want him to, how to fight. I also want to point out that Ollie did seem a little bit uncomfortable by John Kong and the Free Folk. But, okay. Uh, yes. Yes, so, I so, agree. Yeah. So let's continue here. I, I got to say no. I'm the Lord. He, uh, Stannis says, any word? Uh, what about my offer? 
John says, uh, you honor me a great deal. I've always wanted this, but I got to say no. I'm the Lord Commander now. My place is here. Stannis says, okay, I'm giving you a chance to avenge your family, take back your home, rule the North. And John says, trust me. I want to fight by your side. And I believe him. He says, I do. I, but I took a sacred oath by a tree. And Stannis says, you're stubborn as your dad. Yeah. And this is honorable. And he says, I know more, no better praise. And Stannis is like, dude, I didn't mean that as a compliment. Honor got your dad killed. Yep, or, yep. or opening your mouth got him killed. He shouldn't have, should have told Cersei his plan. But whatever. But your mind, but if your mind is made up, I won't try to convince you. And as he gets up, John asks him, he goes, wait, how long are you going to be here? Stannis says, what, you're bored of us already? And he says, no, I, uh, you saved us. We'll never forget. But survival's key. You need to, uh, we need to feed people. We're running out of food. And they also I, talk about what they I should do. I say that I loved this line as much as I, I loved that, that I loved it as much as Stannis appeared to love it. He loves the fact that he's thinking as a Lord Commander, that he that his answer isn't, yes, I'm bored with you or anything yeah. like that. It's all business. It's all, listen, we don't have enough stock to feed your freaking 8,000, 4,000, 8,000 men and everybody else that's here. We have a long winter coming. This is yes. a serious John's matter. Jon Snow, I think, is my favorite character. I just love Jon yes. Snow and Tyrion. Yes. Are, and Tyrion are my two favorite characters. The, well, that's yeah. two of my top three. Uh, Arya, my third. In this case, that. Stannis is all practicality, and Jon is in, indulging that, in a yep. sense, with what he's saying. Yep. And they also talk about the fate of the wildlings. Man says, if they don't want to come with me, they can burn. You, you might be, Maybe you should kill them. But, uh, you know, but maybe you should go talk to Tormund and try to make a balance with him because that might be the best plan, too. Uh, and uh, this is where they yeah, get Yeah, because started. we know Stannis' agenda is to get all these wildling or free folk, whatever you want to call them, all of those people that were fighting for Mance. He wants them on his side. He needs, he needs them to, to yep. go march south. He wants them on that wall. He needs them on he that wall. He needs them not on that wall. He not needs on that them on the wall. wall. Yes. So this Back is where on our side of the wall. On their side the of the wall. wall and destroying the kingdom so he can rebuild it and be the true king. Yes. Correct. Woo! And th th that's where we get into this too, where uh, where Stannis leaves. He says uh, he says that whole line. You got to keep your enemies close. And uh, Stannis says, uh, you have enemies here. You should send some of your enemies away. Uh, have you thought about sending uh, sending sending a thorn away no, from here. No. And John says, I hear it's best to keep your enemies close. And the mana says, whoever said that did not have many enemies. I love that. I don't line think Alistair don't... Thorn is his enemy. And that was my reaction here at the time. Alistair Thorn is a hard ass man, but he is not John's enemy. I agree with that. He's, he's a, he's a ranger of the night's watch. Yes. 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 Take you seriously. Yes. So then, and, and I, I got, I gotta say, I gotta say too that I like John's answer and about the not having many, very many enemies. It doesn't take many enemies no. to be dangerous. Just it only right takes the right one enemy. It only one takes one. So, so John's answer is still valid, and Stannis's point is weak. So, so Stannis leaves, and then we get my. Probably my favorite moment of the episode, all in all, next to anything that, and next to every word that came out of Tyrion's mouth, uh, that Davos gives his, well, I'm no big city lawyer speech. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, boy. Davos is a G. I love Davos. Gonna, I am hence going to do this in big, big city lawyer. Ah, the, the, ah. the bird from Futurama. From Futurama. <laughs> yeah. Now, 
Now, John, I know you took this oath, but no, John says, I'm sorry, I let him down. Davos sits down and says, the king's a complicated man, but he wants what's right for the seven kingdoms. John says, well, as long as he's ruling, and Davos says, he has a blood right to the throne, goddammit. John says, whatever, I took an oath to stay out of the politics of the seven kingdoms, and Davos calls bullshit on him. He goes, no, you didn't. He yells back, excuse me, he yells back to Ollie, he goes, I bet you have that damn Night's Watch thing memorized. Why don't you recite oh, yeah. it? He says it's star the night gathers and our watch begins. No, 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 not that part. The, and Ollie goes, ahead. Ollie goes, oh, the, the the shield that guards the realm. Yeah, yeah that yeah, line. Yeah, that, that's the line. And he goes, he goes, uh, you know, I'm no big city lawyer. I'm no smart man. But the best way to do that, the best, the best way to do that might not be sitting on a wall. Which, which can can I say? Can I say? This is the second time that Davos has pulled out the big city. I'm no big city. I can't yeah. do it like you. <laughs> I'm no city big city. No, he just learned to read. He does it. <laughs> he does it. He does, <laughs> he does it to Stannis too, which is what gets Stannis to the wall in the first place, if we remember. He pulls right. out, the, I'm no big city lawyer, but doesn't mean being king of the realm mean protecting the realm, yes. including what's the shit that they're talking about up north. I think you owe it to them to get your ass up there, Stannis, and he does. And then so Davis tries to do the same thing to Jon Snow because he can see just as just as uh, one of our one of our writers pointed out, the onion that Jon Snow, the commenter Jon Snow is just as honorable as Stannis. I wish oh, I could yeah. remember so who, who as commented far as that. The series goes. Uh, it was books. Duke Chronic. Jon Snow is honorable, and yes. so is King Stannis, and Davos sees it. Davos for Davos. Davos is Forghorn Leghorn. Yes. The, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. So yeah. I, I'm sorry. I gotta send. I gotta send Cat Who Crow out on a little on a little uh, errand here, just like some other people might have in the in in the in the episode. Now you, you should go get some more three eyed crow. Yeah, go send it. You can. How many swallows does it take to carry a coconut? We're not going to know the answer to that question, but we're going to find out how many one two eyed crows it takes to bring back a three eyed crow. So, so we we go on. John asks. uh, He continues. Says it might not be sitting on the wall of ice. It might be getting in the muck and doing what needs to be done. And uh, John asks what needs to be done. And Davos says what needs to be done is to stop the fucking Boltons because as long as they hold the north, the north will suffer. Again, that's just the opinion of a simple, simple minded sailor right here. So we go back to Arya in the house of black and white. And the girl from earlier comes in and turns to her and just get walks around her place, just completely disrespects her and, and uh, is just walking all up in her shit. And Arya's like, excuse me, what do you want? Excuse me. And she says, you, you who came here with a coin that you didn't earn and value you do not respect, you. And Arya says, what? Excuse me? And the girl gets in her face and goes, who are you? And Arya says, what? And the girl goes, again, who are you? And she goes, I'm no one. And the girl hits her. And Arya says, cunt in probably the funniest hound way possible i can't even recreate how hilariously she says the word cunt Maisie williams Williams is so goddamn cute and so amazing again i use the word amazing it's so incredibly uh competent and charismatic in this episode as aria in these moments in the moment when she says cunt and when she says oh you'll learn who i am real soon just the eyes she gets like she gets these crazy eyes and it's, she's awesome she's killing yeah, she is. 
he's killing it as Arya Stark right now. He's nobody. Who, who are you, blind girl? I'm gonna fuck you up hitting me with that. You got a stick. I'm about to pull out needle and poke you full of fucking holes. Yeah, you. Who am I? I'll show you who I am. God damn it! Now, I just, I, now here's my question to you, Phil. Who is Jakena Carr saving here? In this moment, uh, he's sa- I think he's saving the girl. I think he knows that Arya would have stabbed this girl through the heart real quick. Wouldn't even, oh. wouldn't even- See, I, I think quite. I think a little bit the opposite, maybe. You think he was saving saving Arya from this girl, that this girl was going to uh, slit Arya's neck or something? I do. I do. I think that this girl is a little bit further along. I mean, we see in a later scene that Jaken Hakar brings Arya to another to a room with this girl who's cleaning a dead body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now this girl's going to teach her about this stuff. Yes, yeah, that uh, this goes a little be... bit further along in the training of the of this uh, of this little cult, and I think she's probably very dangerous. So, uh, last king agrees with you. Says no, Arya would have got fucked up. Duke Runcus, so is, she is the best. Uh, she would have fucked up Arya, I think. Maisie is awesome. Says Steel Sabus. Uh, Igor, uh, I'm I'm Nick Bane. That's what I tell that bitch. That's what I tell that bitch. Uh, the man is in Jakan. He's no one. And that's who Arya should be. The girl was egging her on. The girl isn't afraid. Is not afraid of death. She wanted to prove she was ready for training. She she's already no one. This girl, yeah, she's already understands what it is to be no one. Right. Arya, Arya says, uh, gets in this girl's face again. She goes, I'm no one. The girl hits her cunt in the best way. Ha ha ha. And uh, she reaches for a needle. You're going to find out who I am real soon. As Jokinagar comes in and saves and goes, what are you doing to the other girl who immediately looks scared of him like she should be? And says, oh, we're just playing a game of faces. And Jokin says, a girl is not ready. Arya's like, I am ready. I am ready, Masty. This is where she pulls. Yeah, and, and even, even the other girl. It's like, yeah, she's ready. Don't worry about it. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Let me play with her a little. She's he's like, ready. he's like, you're ready? Ready for what? And he says, uh, he's and she says, I'm ready to be nothing, to be no one, to be a faceless man. And whatever the other girl is. And the other girl just gives this, shakes her head. And, and Jacan looks seriously at this girl. Uh, the girl gives Jacan this look like she's just not right for this. Yeah. And he looks down and sees the sword and says, well, whose clothes are these? These stolen silver? And man wonders, how does uh, how does no one get all of Arya Stark's stuff? He calls her right out on her bullshit. Oh, yeah. I love this, too. I love this. How did, yeah, all of her stuff. You know, for, for being no one, you have Arya's, Arya Stark's sword. You have her... Uh, Arya Stark's little iron coin. You have uh, Arya Stark's stolen silver. Arya Stark's dress. Arya Stark's ego and her list. That's such a good point. That was the first thing I thought of when he said that. Not the sword or anything. It was the list. Yep. That is what epitomizes Arya right now. Which I wanna, I wanna mention too. Harkens back to season two when they first meet. And I believe it's him that says to her something about her having such like dark soul eyes or some weird shit like that. I, Aria should have, if, when she grabbed the needle, should have been like, you want to find out who I am? You better tread lightly with me, girl. I'll stab you in the night. Nah, that girl would have <laughs> fucked her up. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just going with the chat. The chat was calling her Aria Eisenberg. <laughs> 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 Mini Walter White. Can't. Cunt nobody can eat countless dicks, says Steel Safest. Eat a bag of dicks. Say my name, says Arya. Arya's like, say Mother my name. Dick. 
Mother Dick. <laughs> Mother Dick. My name is Mother Dick. Uh, Jan Z says, Arya is too emotional. I think that's why she had her had her sweeping. She needs to learn patience. I agree yes, with that. Yes, yes. That, and yep. humility. She and needs humility. humility. She was being Miyagi. Well, yeah, I was just about to say that, Joe. That connects the Karate Kid thing. That's what Danielson needed that, too. He needed mm-hmm. humility a little bit because he was just some uptight kid whose mom spoiled him his whole life. And uh, and Miyagi needed to break him down to to make him do a bunch of shit for him. And he needed well, those. And he yeah. needed those cars washed. Yes, of course. They're pretty They're oh. pretty dirty. Wax they, on, they, they wax were, off, baby. They were, they were really dirty. But, but uh, they, I just want to say, too, like, in the world that she comes from, who is the most nobody of all? The servants, the people who are cleaning and cooking. Yep. They only get uh, noticed when they do shit wrong. But if they just stay in the shadows and sweep, no one notices Which, them. Which I want to point out, back when Jaken Hakar was helping Arya, or Ari, the little boy Ari. that was squiring or was a cupbearer or... A servant to Tywin Lannister at Harrenhal. That's when Jakin Hakar was killing these people for yes, her. When yes. she was nobody. When she was just one of these servant people that in in her world is just they are nobody. Yeah. Stacy uh, E. wants to give you credit, Katie. Katie is diligently moving the crow's mom mouth two hours into the cast. Hashtag dedicated. Oh, thank you. And she's and she grooming herself. Oh, I don't remember the last time this crow groomed himself. I'm herself, camera. excuse me. I need to groom. I'm on camera. I'm yeah. seeing that. So the girl the girl walks out sitting there, mouth open. Then she goes to the water, and then Arya cuts to the water and ditching all of her stuff. Their cash wow. points all into the water. The, it's it's the visual we got from the first trailer we saw at the IMAX. As she picks up needle and tries to throw away needle. I was watching this with Stephanie, and Stephanie was screaming at the screen at this point. Don't do it! No, not needle! And oh, yeah, no, don't get rid She of loves needle. John way too much. And uh, and that is her last true connection to Winterfell. Yes, the other yes. stuff she threw in, the coins she got off the hound Easy. that was stolen, the, the, uh, the iron also, coin she got from Jakenna Carr, her clothes, the, those are not the same clothes. She's I don't think, and I'll take you one further, Joe. I don't think it's just the John thing. I think it has a lot to do with it. But I think we're dealing right back again with amazing parallel in this episode so excellently edited and directed so crazy that we get the parallel of two starks back to back not being starks yes, not having yes. to ref- parts of their elements of starks john refusing the uh turning his name to stark and fighting for winterfell and taking back the north and then Arya having to be put in a position to throw away everything yeah. that makes her her it's just a great, par- great parallel right yes, it's john yes. it's john snow not throwing away everything that he was raised to be, which was Jon Snow. He wasn't raised to be Jon Stark. Arya wasn't raised to be uh, a faceless man. She was ra- is being raised as Arya Stark, and neither one of them can let go of exactly who they are. They know who they are, and they're going to carry that with them. She can't let go. It's not just a reminder of Jon Snow. I know I said that, but it is. It's a reminder of her whole family. It's the last yes. thing she has that she took with her from Winterfell. Absolutely. Nothing else on her person. Yes. None, no other belongings does she have. And not only that, but she was separated for a good while from Needle, and she yeah. got Needle back. Yeah. That's a, that's a fucking sign in any world, in any universe. You know, when you yeah. lose something that important to you, when it's stolen from you, from someone that you're probably never, ever going to fucking see again, yeah. and you find them, and you take back what's yours, 
that's and she can't just throw that into the fucking harbor no. no way and it's the first tool she was ever given to actually defend herself as anything other than just a girl exactly. yes Lou PZ says, uh, a rapper producer, my friend, Ari's scene with Needle and uh, get major decision was incredibly emotional. It pays off from season one. Viewers think about John. Yes. And the shots were the best in the episode with the water. It was really great visual. It was why it was why you can see it was put in one of the original trailers for the season because it was such an amazing visual of her of her in that moment throwing it in the water. Ari's convenient hole she found for Needle. (laughs) Yeah, a rather convenient hiding Very spot. Convenient. Like Scouting. this girl who hasn't been around and doesn't know any place, anything really, and she just happens upon this perfect hiding spot. Now, for now, Scout Dakota says, I was so sad when I saw Needle might be a goner. I needed to take a Xanax if she got rid of that. <laughs> uh, me too. Stacy E says, Ari's face after she looked at Needle was heartbreaking. I think it has to do with John Serial, her defense mechanism. By far her oh, best face yes. acting ever. Yes. Z says, what Phil said, Starks don't get what they want until it's in a way that they feel it's right. Preach yes, them. yeah. They and can't Dragon accept said, it. They exactly, can't accept Joe. It. I think we're talking about two sides of the same thing. Yes, I agree with you 100%. And the fact of it goes to what makes John truly stark is the fact that he understands honor in a way that, like what Stannis was saying to him, he's he understands honor exactly the way Ned understood it. Oh, he, yeah. Yep. He took an to oath. He'll never yep. break that. He'll never break that oath until the oath is done. Right. As he'd he's, rather die honorable than is, any other way. He is such a stark, he will be snow until it's rightfully earned yes. that he is a star yes. exactly so 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 uh so we're off to uh she stashes it in the rocks and as we put the very convenient place in the rocks so we go off to the uh face of the which is very interesting that how the transition worked we go back into the room that she started in but we transition from aria from the stark from the old gods to the face of the old gods in the house of black and white so we went right to the god watching her ultimately in the house of black and white where she's sweeping and another body's carried through as she looks and we get a little jump scare jakinagar grabs her from the back and takes her with him into the other room downstairs they open the door and the girl's in there i almost when i the, they first opened the door and the girl was there i was like is he gonna have her kill up is he gonna have aria kill this girl fight right to the death no. fight to the death <laughs> no <laughs> He, gonna do the, he was gonna do the Joker from the Dark Knight thing, where he's like, "Now we're gonna have chai outs," and he like takes well, the yeah. stick into the middle of the room. No, I'm kidding. I knew he wasn't good. I'm a joke. Let me ask. Let no. me ask you a question though. He comes into the room. He kind of rustles you from a, a rest, and you get the impression that he wants you to follow him. Why do you stop in that room? Don't you just keep following him? Yeah. I keep following. I'm like, okay, this shit must not be for me. I ain't clean no dead bodies. Where are we going? No, you are not humble. No shit, I'm not humble. I'm a badass little bitch with needle. I'll poke a hole full of bitches. You don't have needle anymore. I'll poke a bitch full of holes. <laughs> so off to the face of the tree god the house of black and white. So Jerkin grabs her, brings her down. They just fall, he follows her as they strip this guy down and they start washing him, her Ari and the other girl. Arya asks, what do we do with them after we wash them? And they both kind of look at each other, kind of ridiculed, as the girl puts her head down and Arya goes and gets the water and starts to wash him too. So we we cut from that scene with Arya and anything else you want to say about Arya and House of Black and White stuff tonight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too what? much. Well, there was a comment by Ren Renwood just that they will always be Starks as long as their dire wolves are alive and working for them, essentially. Poor Sansa. 
Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of there's the symbols of their house are still I don't, alive I don't, and running around. Katie, I don't want to get too into spoilers for the books, and I don't think this is too much of one, but I just want to say to the people that know what I'm about to say, I hope they somehow, some way touch upon what Arya's wolf is doing in the yes. book on the show. I, I want to so I want to hear it. I want to hear someone talking about it. Someone said somewhere that uh Tywin mentions it in an episode somewhere, but I'd have to rewatch. Yes, he does. Yeah. He absolutely does. I remember it specifically. He absolutely does mention the, the wolf. Okay, so we can talk about it. So there's so Arya's wolf is leading a pack of wolves in the Riverlands. Yes. Well, yes. not just the Riverlands. Like, um, excuse me, Miss Miss Crow. Oh, over here. Excuse me, Miss Crow. Get Sorry. That, sorry. Ah! <laughs> so it's basically. The wolf is is the let the rumors and stories that are being told about all of uh, all of the wolf stories and and they're plentiful up up to the point where Tywin Lannister has heard these stories. There's a wolf the size of a horse leading a pack of a hundred wolves, regular sized wolves, regular sized wolves, uh, all throughout the 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 plains. The, the Lannisters area, the Riverlands. Of course. It's been wandering. It's a huge pack. This wolf is not only the alpha wolf of, of it's a super the pack of mother wolves. mother of the hybrid, bigger wolves. And, and Tywin <laughs> does mention this. And, uh, <clears throat> and it, it's, it, it is worth it to mention. And the series might not get back to it. They might just leave it at that. They might come out and, uh, and explore this more. I know that up to this point in the books, if you're reading the books and you're around the same level, and I know I wouldn't compare too much book show stuff, but if you're around the same point in the books as you are now in the show, then you know that, uh, spoiler, 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 three, two, one, there is Aria dreaming about that particular pack of wolves. Right, because because as we've said before, all the Starks uh, can warg, that but might have a bit of a warg ability. Correct. Oh, Steel Saber says, "Shit, Ghost is already the size of the horse." From what I can tell this season, I hope I, I want Ghost and Nymeria to meet again. Is what I really want to happen. Uh, Nymeria, yeah. Nymeria was Sansa's, right? No, uh, uh, no, that was Sansa's. Was what? No, Nymeria is Arya's. Sansa's is Sansa's. Lady. lady. Summer or Lady? Lady. Okay. Yep. All Summer right. Is yep. Summers okay. is Brand. Shaggy okay. Dogs is Rickon. Okay. And what was Rob's? Snows. Uh, I mean, gray uh, wind. Snows. Gray wind was Rob's. Right. Okay. I, so I, I actually the only one of them that I know my wall. to this point is uh, two of them. Rob's and oh, Sansa's. Rob's too. Right. Rob's and ladies are both dead. Uh, oh. gray, gray wind and lady are both dead. Rob and Sansa's. So as we hear someone scream, "Open gates!" We cut from talking about dire wolves to a Stark arriving at Winter Fucking Fell. Here we go. A Stark's back. Sansa arriving at Winterfell. As Reek is watching, confused. I think, uh, I think, oh yeah, I just want to say one thing before we go on. Um, Mom, it, it scrolled up, but Mom said something. I hope that pack of wolves has a taste for phrase. Yes, I oh, hope. Oh, they yes, do. Too. I think that those dire wolves, they have a little more of an extrasensory awareness. So they, they have some vengeance in their minds. Yeah, they know who attacked their family. If the shark in Jaws 4 can have a taste for the family of Roy Schneider, then uh, uh, yeah. these, these wolves can care. 
Absolutely. So Jaws the Revenge, baby. So Reek's outside watching confused, but I think he recognizes her. I wish we could get inside his head a little bit is what I said. Uh, I, I, I even could deal with some out, out loud monologuing by him, like him stepping into a corner and doing some Gollum-like speech or something. I, I could, I know that would be a little whatever, but not exactly like that, like me. Oh, Theano, not talking personality, just him talking to himself a little bit or yeah, something. Small, I just want to get like, rambling inside something it, like that. To... Exactly. I want to get inside Theon's head a little bit right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I got to say, I got to say this. Hashtag kill all the phrase. Um, I really like that that uh, he doesn't acknowledge when Sounds she up. walks by. And, uh, but I got to ask, what the fuck's he doing? He's digging up. He's like, what the fuck is he doing? He's like, serving and cleaning. But, and like in that moment in, no, 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 no. in that wait am i confused here is are we looking down on him cleaning shit in the muck right now or doing yeah. something in the muck yeah. when sansa just kind of like floats by and through no, the that's, that's later in the episode this is where she's arriving oh okay and okay okay just sorry. lording in the back he's part of the welcoming committee he's sorry like, three-eyed oh, crows okay. have my visions fucked so up. so he well, tells he seems mixed up too so so he says, uh, Lady Sansa, welcome. Uh, B- Roos goes, Lady Sansa, welcome. <laughs> what? <laughs> In this really creepy way. You could drink it all. And, uh, and you could just tell Sansa gives Roos this kind of dirty look, death eyes, but she no. changed around to be friendly as he's kind of uh, sizing her up, trying to see what her cards are. And she turns around and says, my Lord Bolton, nice to meet you. And he intro- they introduce themselves and he introduces Ramsey and Ramsey does a nice trick of not acting like a psycho for a second. It's really an interesting trick he can do. And he kisses her hands and uh, and what's her name? The uh, the girl from last season, one of the, the attack dog girls makes this uh, dirty, like evil eyes to Sansa. Like, yep. I am going to rip this girl's she... face up. Ugh. Oh, yeah. She has mean girl plans for this Sansa. As- yeah, she she's gonna make Shay seem like a happy memory. Like she, oh, she, she so Sansa had no concept of Shay being uh, giving her a mean face well, behind. It's her not back. just that we see her. It's not yeah, just that we see her. It's that we see her and like four, th- three or four other girls standing around her that you have no doubt are her little fucking her gaggle, gaggle, her gaggle, and her murder. Lola says if if hey. Ramsey, Lola says not bad. Lola says, if Ramsey's a smart guy, he's going to kill Miranda. That's that girl's name immediately. If she's because if not, she's going to kill Sansa and the story can go in it in any direction. It could happen. Uh, Stacey E says Sansa's response. Extremely awkward. It totally was. It, it like she just was like, want to kill him. Want to kill him. Hi. Nice. Nice to see you. It was perfect. I, she did a really I thought good she job. did a great job. I thought it showed it made her time in King's Landing shine with what she has learned mm-hmm. she is a cunning 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 woman she knows yep. how to survive that's i mean that's what it comes down to and it's with At this, this point she knows how to survive it's with this scene in particular that now here and now at this point i am done bringing up the books now, great, great thing, Dragon. The most dangerous psycho is the one who can hide it. And yes, Ramsey hides it so well in these couple of scenes they see, see him, and especially in the scene with Littlefinger in a bit, but he can't, let, he let, it comes out a little bit in this smile. He's got that Joker smile going on. Not psychotic, oh, oh, psychopath. Ramsey hides it so well. I think Sansa's hiding it pretty well. I think they're well. both. I think there's a lot of hiding going on in this point. I think everybody's hiding their true intentions really well right now. Oh, except. Yeah. 
except for Reek. He's the only one I can tell exactly what he's. I think I know what he's feeling. Yeah, but he's hiding it pretty well as as well. well We know what everybody's thinking as the viewer. Come on, we know what all three of these characters are thinking, and they're all doing a great job hiding it from each other. We were in their position. Correct. I guess that's the most. That's now. Stacy wants to know if that group of girls has a name like the Hound Chicks or something. I I thought that's that's the Sand Snakes, the Hound, the Ramsey, the the Ramsey's bitches, the uh, sociopath, the sociopath. I like it, it, Katie. Sociopath. The sociopath. So so back to John. uh, So actually, no, I forgot to say Sansa settles in and a septum goes, I want to wash you. Uh, You you should clean yourself. And she she welcomes her back and welcomes Lady Stark back and says to her, the North remembers as we get the Winterfell Stark music from season one coming in. I think that's awesome. I think that's brilliant. It makes my... I tingled. I I moved to the edge <clears throat> of my seat. I climbed to the front of my couch and I was like, oh, she, like no sooner than she arrives in Winterfell is she recognized by yes, someone from yes. Winterfell who reassures her that there are many, many, not just I am on your side, but when she says yes, the yes. North remembers, she's <laughs> saying the largest kingdom of yep, the seven yep. kingdoms that are Westeros all the way from the neck up we remember you. Yeah, remember our, who you yes. are and what happened to your family, Sansa Stark. You yeah, are not our alone. lords may be weak or pathetic or sadistic, but the people remember, and we always remember. Now, and when the time is right, we'll pull for you and fight for you and die for you as a star. I agree. Now, now Katie, to be, to be fair oh. of, of your de- declaration of their names, we have a couple of other uh, candidates that I've deemed worthy. Bill says the Ooh. cunt parade. Ooh, I like that one. I like one. That, sure. It Jan- makes it sound a little more festive than it is, though. Okay. <laughs> yes. I want to be at the cunt parade, actually. Oh, <laughs> no one wants to I do be not want to be. Parade. I do not want to be anywhere near the sociopath. Now, now here's, here's, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Jan Z, the snowy sluts. I like the snowy sluts. Uh, we don't know if the rest of them are sluts. The snow bunnies. We don't know if any of them are sluts. We the know that bunnies. girl likes Ramsey. I think I think we're still with the sociopath. I'm defending sociopath my sociopath. We need more old Nan, and we need more old yeah, Nan. I agree, yeah. Davis. Yeah. Uh, Lola says Ramsey would at least show some care because he's trying to do what his father wants, and Sansa is very pretty. His girlfriends weren't, and neither of them are highborn. Well, and, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm not sure. Was old Nan one of the heads put on the pike? She was. She's dead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she was. She was up there next to uh, next to Ned Stark in season one at the gate on the pikes. But I do want to. I do want to point out that this is the nicest we've ever heard Sansa treating a hair maiden or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) She's actually polite. She's been humbled (laughs) quite a bit. Well, with that line, that what what this woman says to her basically is everything you said to Peter Baelish, everybody is saying to each other and is saying to themselves north of where the phrase live. Oh, yeah. I I really think those those few words the north remembers uh, are are going to echo in Sansa's head yes. until yes. he's either dead or avenged Absolutely. everybody. She's I agree. She's going to hold on to that, and she's going to make her plans around that. Any plans I love it. Make. I love wait, it. Wait. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It made Bill, me, I, I, I love it. 
Yeah, winter is coming. That is true. But Bill says Tommen's coming too, but he's coming too early. Ba -bum -bum. Oh, too quick. Yeah, Stannis. Stannis <laughs> yeah. is coming too. Says Bill suddenly. <laughs> yep, uh, the goat says, "Bear in mind that Sansa knows all the secret locations in Winterfell." Uh, oh, I agree. Yeah. And, uh, I agree. Ren Wenwood. Uh, she did look similar to Old Nan to me. Like at first, I was like, "Is that all?" Oh no, Old Nan's dead. And, well, as as far as Sansa knowing all the secret locations in Winterfell, um, there's no doubt she knows some, but she never really struck me as someone like Arya who no, would Arya absolutely. Would know we know every secret yes, spot yes. every secret hiding place in winterfell this is uh sansa stark she was more interested in the needlepoint in the lemon cakes in the, the fairy tale in the fairy tale and the stories and the songs mm -hmm. and all that where Arya was out you know roaming around in the ditches and in the corners and in the shadows and all that stuff so, so, so let's let's continue because i want to talk about this next scene i'm excited to talk about it and we're going to talk about her again in uh in a little bit so back to uh john ruling and he asks this is i i, I hope this is i hope we haven't seen the last of Ma uh, maester aemon because uh john says he asks about aemon and sam says he's not doing too well and john says take good care of him and he calls order to the meeting he says it's time to dig a new latrine pit and we got to appoint a captain. You can see Thorne in the background thinking he's about to tell me I'm going to dig the latrine pit. But he gives it to uh, Bryant, who's a ginger. It's a good job for a ginger. And then he gives uh, gives Thorne respect by saying uh, he has more experience than any other ranger. Proved how he tough does. you were with the wildlings. Yes. And uh, Thorne's kind of been giving him fuck you eyes. But he says, I shall name you first ranger. No reaction yep. out of Thorne. Jenna Slint is like, congratulations. And and the Thorn turns and goes, no congratulations. But you can tell Thorn's a little, not a su little surprised. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he was happy about that. Like, head ranger, he gets to see the action he hasn't seen in so long that he got to see and was loving during the uh, invasion. Yes. Two seconds ago, he thought he was digging a latrine. Uh, yes. He thought, right. Yes. And, and I, I got to say this. I love this move by John. And the only thing I could I could have thought that it could have been different was, you know, if he had said to him, uh, I, I respect how you did everything. So, you know, all the shit he did say, but then thrown in, you've been responsible for training all of us for mm -hmm. so long. It's your choice if you want to be first ranger or continue Ooh. along the path that you've been on, because that gives him a choice. It gives him a little bit of respect it gives him a little bit more than just the honor of first ranger. It gives him the choice to choose first ranger. So I would have liked that. And then, but in the yeah. same, in the same breath, he then turns to Jonas and says, this is how it's going to be motherfucker. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's establishing his, you know, hard -ass so it would have been, it would have been not only like a little bit of respect, but a slap. And so with that, it makes sense that he doesn't give, uh, him the choice to choose to continue right. to train yeah. because he wants him to give an he wants to give this guy an order and he wants this guy to take the order because yes. he knows that order although is an honor he still takes it and he still knows it's an order john shows how good at commanding he is yes. Yes. by yes. knowing he needs to do different tactics for different people with the uh, ginger he talks about he needs to do a little bit of humor to be like yeah. oh you're digging a latrine fit well, uh -huh. and, and it's important right. to note that that uh a yeah. lot of the free folk, a lot of the wildlings are gingers. So it's and his his girlfriend Girl. was a ginger. His you know Egret was a ginger. So it's good that he's saying to everybody like I'm going to put the ginger on the latrine dude because yeah. that's an automatic correlation. Now John J John just showing how good he is for leadership. 
in this in this moment and he just bitch slaps uh, bitch slaps slint who's just like oh, i'm not gonna take it i'm not gonna take this for you offers him gray guard and he says gray guards in sorry state and he goes make it better john uh janos and john says i was doing xyz when you were a kid in your in your pajamas as a bastard to which everyone grumble 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 so sam goes shut up and john says listen dude it was not a request Pack up your shit and go now. And Jonas says, listen, I will not go. I do not cast a stone at one of these fucking assholes that cast a stone oh, for you. For you, you dog. So I, I will not have it, boy. I will not have it. And John oh, gives them one last chance. Says, you're refusing my order. Uh, are you refusing my order? And Jonas says, listen, stick your order up your bastard ass. Thorns. Oh, so and then And Thorne looks at him like, damn. Did you just say that and kind of smiles and enjoys it for a second? He does he's proud. He does he enjoy it. like it's suddenly proud. I, I gotta say. You like, know why he enjoyed it? He enjoyed it because he didn't have to say it. He's like, I didn't have to say it. Yes. That. Yes. So, so Jeno said. And, but Excuse my me, whole, Phil. Yep. Thank you, Last King 516. Joe Stark. Joe Star. Uh, Lula has a question. Uh, why is it that Jeno Slint so high up the Night's Watch hierarchy already? He became a recruit long after Jon Snow and Sam. I think because he came from King's Landing when he yeah. showed up there, uh, they gave him a level of respect. He's a fucking cre- baby killer. It's a, his credentials as a warrior and whatever the fuck put him in a put him in that position. So he became he had a fast track to towards. Uh, he has a rich family. Better, better way of saying it. He had a rich family. Yeah. <laughs> That's the influence. way it would be here, too. Come on. Nepotism and influence. No, no, yeah. no, you didn't, says Stacy. Yeah, nepotism. Our, and- our rich families, when you could think about the black a lot like a prison in a, in a large respect, only with a little bit more freedoms. Uh, and the punishments of breaking those freedoms are a lot harsher. They're death when you fucking try to run away from this prison, period. That's it. So you could think of it like a prison. And like most prisons in this country, which is America, if you're watching from a foreign Renner. country, it's, it's, you know, when you're rich and powerful and you do some wrong shit, you go to a nice federal cushy, cushy prison, which they call like golf clubs or country clubs. If you're Club fed. poor and you do some bad shit, yeah, you don't go to club fed. You go to like uh, super maxes and like the, the fucking scummiest prisons you can fucking imagine. Now, uh, uh Ren Renwood said the curse of Harren Hall still runs true with the death of Slint. Watch out, Littlefinger. Yes. Chris, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, said, Christopher said John had no choice. Jono signed the deal with his own and dated it with his own he death did. warrant. Oh, so he, John gave him gave him opportunity well before his head was on that post. But John was smart enough to know that all the opportunities he gave Jonas came before his head got on that and they came in front of the entire population of black watch or or enough of it anyway which was unlike the correlation from danny's execution last week all that came behind closed doors and then she just murdered this person in front of everybody now everybody got to see john stark john i think a better comparison and a better comparison i want to hear you talk about joe is compare this to what uh rob had to do with killing card stark they're almost exactly the same thing um with the one exception that car stark was emotionally involved about the death of his sons 
me, not just his him, one kid, but I think a couple of children. Uh, his, yeah, his kids. So there was a different reason for his uh, outspeaking the king. It wasn't just it, petty pride. Correct. Um, and the and the one thing I can say is that I think. I think Rob might have been able to show compassion in that situation and not been so staunch. Mercy, yes, uh, yes. Unlike this situation, Joe, the king's order, and then when he spoke, when he opened his fucking mouth with his head on the on the on the, he sealed his own fate. You can't say that. Even the craven, the craven, the self-admitted fucking craven, even the most cowardly person who can't lift a wooden sword against his friends in. In training combat in the courtyard and safety at, at Castle Black, even that person, Samuel Tarley, is able to pick up a no. a dragon glass dagger and stab a white through the heart and other through the heart life, and fight, fight for his yes. life and fight for the no, realm no, of no, humans, no. unlike Jonas, who then says no. with his head on. Uh, I just want to say one thing before it scrolls too fast. John, uh, Scott Dakota says, John's dick grew two feet in that scene. He'll be dragging on the ground from now on. And Absolutely. Bill says, John's dick is almost at Rick Grimes' status now. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. It's at Rick Grimes' status. Because Jonas seals his own fate when he says, I am so scared. I am a scared little pussycat, and I'm going to hide in the corner. He seals his own fate. And he gets his own head chopped off in that moment. Yep. Jon Snow, can, commander of the Night's Watch, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, cannot grant him mercy. Because not it says, point. not at that point, not once he says how scared he was. And he admits to basically all the accusations Samuel Tarly throws at him, the self-confessed now, coward who yes, steps up. Yes. He, he says it. He admits to it. He says, I am a coward. And I hid in that fucking closet. And I am so scared. Please don't send me off. He has to kill him. He has to show every person in the Black Watch that this is not a place for cowards. Now, you are a man of the Black Watch if you are a man at all. Yeah, we're all <laughs> fucking afraid, asshole. Like, we're fighting. Igor we're says, Stannis gave him the thumbs up and the wink wink afterwards. Yes, he did. Bill wants to add, plus, watch Rob when he executes Cartstock. He trembles with rage and throws his sword down. John did it calmly yeah. and with yes. certainty. Because it was with complete honor. I don't think Rob did it with complete honor and certainty that it was and, right. And Christopher has a good point. In a way, John did show Janos mercy. John made Janos yes. think he wasn't going to do it and made him relax for a second and and helped him uh, feel a little bit more comfortable before he no, was going to. No, his mercy was a quick death. He wasn't yes, and, him at the and that guy's better off not dead. That guy shouldn't be anywhere near the wall. That no. guy should be anywhere near the wall. Uh, no. Vaughn says it's time for some genocide. Yes, it is. So let's get to it. <laughs> John gives him one more chance. Uh, and he says, are oh, you refusing my order? John says, stick your order up your bastard ass. And I said, did Janos think Thorne was going to defend him there? And I think he did. I think for a he second. did. And I then he, he asks, John asks Ollie to bring him the sword. Thorne thinks for a second to step in because he like, mm -hmm. he thinks about it. And uh, then he turns to Janos and gives him, you went too far, idiot. You should have just agreed to the end. You got in your licks. He gave you one last chance. That was the time to take it. As Slint's yep. dragged outside and he's like, I'm not scared. I got friends. I got friends. And I, well, I like that Jonas stood in front of him and then stepped away. Yep. That was awesome because Jonas is like, uh, you know, ultimately, 
Jonas I mean, knows exactly what's going to happen, uh, and he likes this door. because he knows exactly what Jon Snow is going to do, and he it's likes he that Jon Snow is going to do, and it's exactly what he would have done. And yeah. I think it's I think that's important. I think that 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 he gains this respect for Jon Snow in this situation that he never had before. Yes, yes, yes. And Stacy, good point. Why compare John to Rob? It was Ned that John emulated. Great point. Great very point. much so. It was very yes. much Ned. Uh, Lupe says, new rule in the wall. Whoever passed the sentence swings the sword. That wall is ruled by Starks now, motherfucker. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. Yes, and Bill, and Bill, yeah, Bill compared them because I I referenced it. I asked the question. Uh, Jon Snow, uh, and how hot is Jon Snow right now? Mm-hmm, good, says Stark, Dakota. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so anyways he is he is melting the ice on the wall folks he needs to get off the wall so he doesn't melt the whole wall down so he's john says i've got friends i got friends as john comes takes the giant sword mormon sword and uh and now Jono starts begging for his life i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm scared i'm a scared little man as stannis starts watching too he just keeps saying sorry i was wrong i was wrong and then he begs for mercy as the music stops mercy i'm afraid i'm afraid always been afraid as he cries john takes a step like not like he's ever going to give him mercy but just like i feel bad for this little man for a second he felt bad for like john's a good person he's like this guy's such a yeah let him him whine for a second get it out and then we'll kill him and then chops his head right the fuck off great visual done visually awesome and stannis as uh, igor mentioned i love that i love that even jonas as the words come out of his mouth I think he realizes exactly what he's saying. Uh, he looks straight down at the ground and puts his head in perfect position for John to chop it off. Yeah, yeah. And while he's giving him the perfect excuse to do so. <laughs> uh, I have an old friend that actually says that, uh, Last King. Uh, I'm like I'm like Chubby Snow here or uh, f- Fugly Snow or something like that. Lords, I am a bastard of uh, the East Coast, so we, we share many uh, comparisons. So as we... <laughs> As we, speaking of one deluded, sick-minded human being like Phil me, Chowder. we go Phil Chowder, yeah, Phil Chowder. No, Chowder. Uh, Lobster. P- or for, I don't for me, like Chowder. Chowder. You're from New England, it's Chowder. I like my clams straight. Oh, no shut clams. up. You don't even eat clams. Uh, I eat clams. I've been begging oh, you to eat some I clams. I clams. I'm a guys, guys, okay. So, so if for me, if it was anything, it would, be Phil, it would be Phil Pasta. So whatever. So as we cut to the high septum, having it his way, uh, he's at the whorehouse. The little finger standing guy, the male whore, has all the dr- whores, has all the prostitutes dressed like different gods, and he's playing the he's playing the sept, and the the high sept is playing like the poor man that's begging for a maiden to save him, and he picks two of the maidens. The uh, that he wants to have. It's going to be extra. Okay, that'll be extra. And you can tell this is something that they do a lot. As Lancel and the rest of the sparrows come in and start yelling at him, well, you soiled the Lord's name, et cetera, et cetera. They don't seem very high. No, nope. And then they they kind of, they call him a sinner and you're going to be punished. Then they throw him outside. They whip his naked ass as he walks down the street saying sinner, sinner, sinner the whole way. So then we cut to... Him up at Cersei in the small council begging for a minute. And he's like, Grand Maester, Lloyd Tyrell, your grace. And he looks to Quybird. And Quybird says, eh, doesn't matter. That's, that's, I love that. Great, great moment. And he tells the story basically of just what just happened. He said, an insult to, on me is like an insult on God. An attack on me is an attack to our gods. No. And, uh, poor guy, right? 
no no poor guy please (laughs) he's putting himself next to the gods and then being a pervert on the side by the way katie katie i love that i'm talking to a crow right now just me and the crow joe can stay in the bathroom This is this is my favorite this is my favorite time right now. Hey baby, I've been wait I've been waiting for you. I've been checking your crewness out all night. <laughs> I got Joe drunk so he would leave the room. I know we can finally be alone now. So he tells the story of what just happened. This the sparrows did this to me, and Quibird says, "But wait, you were Littlefinger's brothel." He says, "Yes, I was helping out the poor people, you know, <laughs> with the hookers, you know, the, the highborn mo- and the lowborn. They're all my children. It's all good." <laughs> Minister Mutton Chops, as Vaughn calls him. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> uh, Bill Sotherby, back to the John. John had a look, dude. I said you can have some last words on a damn monologue. Get the fuck <laughs> on with it. Now Scout Dakota says, do, "Man, I'm in charge now." Yes, Scout Dakota. Now that there's an ass worse than Dario's, who knew that was possible? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, by the way, you guys in the chat are so fucking awesome tonight. And again, we're up to we're up to almost seventy five people 70, live with us. Yeah, it's been so, climbing. Thank you so much, everyone, for checking us out tonight and uh, joining in the live discussion. It means so much to us. So, and, and anyone, if you're listening to the audio cast on, uh, if you su- subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitch or any of the other I- I- audio platforms, please come and check out the live show right oh, after, right after the broadcast. So uh, you can oh. join us in the live chat and uh, be joining all. The- oh, Joe's back. What does that mean? Seven, what the seven. hell does that mean? No, we've been crows never, crows, without you. Yeah, crows it's don't talk. Terrible. Okay, yes. listen, I had to, to borrow another Boston expression. I don't know if it transcends the boundaries of New England. I had to break the seal. So yeah. I will I will break another seal. Well, well. See, that's number four. About being a number crow, four. I can just pee right here. Now, all during this live broadcast. Ah. Now, Lola says... Uh, Naked Santa Claus. When I asked for HBO for more male nudity, I didn't mean that. <laughs> oh, whose male nudity did I miss? Oh no, the, it was the Septon. That oh, the hot hey, sparrows. hey, there are some women out there that I'm sure appreciated seeing an older gentleman, a silvered-haired fox, bear some ass. And yes. I'll say this: it was a much nicer ass than New Dario's ass. The, that was a big discussion. Far, I will go that but... far. It was a much so, nicer ass. So let's let's continue. Uh, uh, the high sept is the priest who gets busted with kitty porn on the church computer. <laughs> I think that was he was in the process of jerking off over <laughs> over what's her name at thirteen for uh, Brooke Shields photos. Oh, Lolita. So, so Pizel is just ridiculous in this scene. Nobody yeah. picks the crone; they all pick the maiden. And now, the faceless, the uh, the stranger. The stranger. The now, Pizel, the stranger. Pizel is just ridiculous in this scene. And uh, Quiet Burns like, yes, uh, great religious ho- consul to a whore. And Pizel's like, oh. and Pizel's like, oh, private matters, private matters. And Cersei says, uh, what What do you want? He says, I want you to lock these sparrows up and take this high sparrow and kill him. And Cersei goes, where do I find him? And uh, sniffs her hand like you. Or, and she shows up. I'm sorry, I cut, that's the next scene. So we cut to Cersei showing up at the... Uh, out with the poor people and uh Cersei sniffs her hair like ew where am I and Marin Trent's like I don't think this is a good idea to go in here and he, she goes it's just religious people don't worry because she's looking for any any here. 
So she goes in with Marin Trent to check out, uh, to find the High Sparrow. And she asks where he is. And she finds uh, this guy, an older gentleman, who's kind of holding the soup kitchen. And it is none other than Mr. Jonathan Price. Oh, I fucking love this actor. And I'm so glad to see him on uh, Game of Thrones. No, I I like this guy, too. I was very excited to see him. He's one of actually the first faces you recognize since season one. He's he's a scene stealing motherfucker, and he yes, is awesome. He is. He, and he takes this scene right away from Cersei. He was so great in this scene. She asked the guy serving food, uh, "Are you the High Sparrow?" Or no, we, no. She goes, "Do you know where to find the High Sparrow?" And he goes, "High Sparrow, ha ha ha." That's a crazy, silly name. Like, yeah. like uh, Easter. Let's give you a couple of Easter eggs, like Lord Duckworth or King <laughs> Fertile for uh, anybody that might know those names. Uh, we're often stuck with the names that our enemies give us, and uh, I'm stuck with this name. Most people freak when they uh, see someone that's truly trying to show that all people are equal in the eyes of the gods. And uh, great, great point, good sir. Yes. And he, she keeps uh, he keeps feeding people, and she looks like she's watching this. So the look on Cersei's face is priceless because she's giving this people actually do what is he doing yep. is he helping people what's his agenda here what is like she's dirty she's, and shoeless you know what, I, I don't i don't what? get that people i don't get that people are like this she i don't yep. it's when it's you know like us normal folk when we look at crazy folk that kill people or do sick shit we're like i don't get how the human brain can work that way yeah. she's she's looking at him like i don't get how someone can be good how can how can a mind work this way how can someone not be trying to help people what the fuck what is this what is in your shoes well i gave him the sign that need it i love how at least i was able to read all over cersei's face and this is a testament to the actress how she felt like she was the smartest person in the tent. Oh, she yeah. does. Yeah, she's looking down on this on this guy, trying to figure out what his ultimate goal is, because she believes everyone has an ultimate goal, a payoff in the end, and she just can't figure it out yet. But... Yeah, Tom, Tom said it perfect. Oh my God, people are nice for the sake of it. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, no, Cersei can't conceive of that. That is impossible it, in her head. I agree. Everyone yeah. has an end to their means. He, High Sparrow, he claims to have been a septum who walked all over the realm and never and never saw him. And they never show him. Interesting. Uh, right. Cer- Cersei was like uh, P- Barbara Bush. Oh, my God. Poor people. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so she looks so she looks at no shoes she says i he says i gave them to somebody else and i also i just want to mention again that i love the duckworth and turtle reference right there but uh so uh she she looks and uh she asks why did you come to king's landing to remind us of that everyone's equal and he says i have to remind myself of that and remind myself that i'm no one special and all my follow followers think i'm special because i don't think i'm special he says, uh, you're came here because of everything with the high sep, right? And she's like, yeah. And he's, he goes, yeah, I, that could have been done more carefully. But when you cut off a boil, you, you sometimes it's going to bleed. And, she's, mm. and she says, the high septum came to me and he wants you executed. And uh, he plays Cersei so well. He plays Cersei like a fiddle with, the, as Joe mentioned, the she doesn't think she's, she's not as smart as she thinks she is, where really she's being played right here to, oh, yeah. for him to be completely admonished of anything he did wrong here. Yep. And, and he says, it was like, uh, I just, and she goes, no, I agree with you. That kind of man, uh, or I'm not going to kill you. That kind of man shouldn't be 
the face of God for our people. Uh, that kind of man, do you know what that kind of man should be? In the Red Keep dungeon where he is. And we need a new high sep which ob- obviously transitions into the fact that this guy is going to be the new high sep. We're just well, going to I want to I want to point out here too a couple of things. That yes, I also not only do I agree with um with uh somebody in the comments which, yeah some so i think i forget who it was um who said can we uh stacy who says that it's a foot actor for jonathan price not only do i agree with that but i also agree with stacy when she says that she keeps smelling cersei keeps smelling that woman that's standing in front of her and oh, the, yeah. not only are we picking up on this but the septon is picking up on the oh, uh, not the septon but the high sparrow yes. uh, so to speak is picking up on this as well <laughs> and and it's a and it's a great thing to know that during the red wedding not the red wedding excuse me the purple wedding um marjorie makes that announcement that she wants to feed all the, the poor with the leftovers of the food which is exactly what this priest is doing and this priest is talking about he's talking and, about and it's, and it's worth mentioning that cersei stopped that from happening by pressure yep, exactly yep. so Absolutely. not only i'm sure does this guy know that you know that announcement was made and it was stopped but judging by the way that she's reacting standing in that underneath that tent with this guy that it was most likely it was cersei's doing that this didn't now, happen now uh, <laughs> uh and that was just something that i kind of pulled together i don't yeah. know if anybody else kind of i also yeah, want to point out good. that that someone might read that scene differently and last king said i didn't feel that way i felt like uh cersei played him uh and stacy said and Cersei implies that she knows about Pizel and his whoring at the Purple Wedding. Absolutely. Of course um, she knows about the about his everyone whoring. Everyone knows about that. I mean, whores don't have exactly like the the, the best closed mouths that we've no, seen in season no, one or no. season two. Him fucking a whore. And then when he's done with her, not only does he like send her on her way, but he's like doing squats and some exercises. That he's not nearly as feeble person as he appears no, to be no. to everybody outwardly. That Pizel himself is is playing a game and representing himself as something that he is very most definitely not. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Bill, I could definitely see the Willy Wonka's pictures. Tell me more about this corruption of power. <laughs> Now, as we go to Quiburn, uh, we cut over to Quiburn. He's cutting a rat. Cersei comes in and asks him to send a finger, uh, send a finger letter to send a letter to Littlefinger in a the Eyrie, or crow. or wherever. Yes, yeah, send, send Katie to uh, the Eyrie to wherever he's or wherever he's slithering around. She looks, and we can see the mountain in the background of the scene under a blanket. She asks, "How's it going?" And she, he Drunk says, "I'm seeing." And uh, she says, "Now tell Littlefinger that." Th- explain to him the meaning of immediately. So we go to Quiburn writing the letter and you immediately know what's going to happen here once uh, they stall in the shot for a second. He's writing the letter and the body goes, roar, roar. I love this part. It I just made too. me, it made me think of Frankenstein. Easy, my friend. Easy, my friend. Easy. <laughs> As he's cutting off the head of a rat. What's he going to oh, do to the rat? What's he going to do? Love it. Love it. It's alive. <laughs> it's I will alive. never touch that carcass. Yes, oh, you will. my goodness. Yes, you will. I know you. You are a no. whore for carcasses. That's for sure. Scout Dakota says, interesting correlation, Joe. I totally forgot about Marjorie's comment about feeding the poorest at the wedding. 
Yeah, yeah, that was. Willis idea. says it's time for some Frankenstein action. Yep. And what's up with that weirdo? What's up with that weirdo? Uh, Quiet, Bird. Yeah. What the hell? Or Quota? Uh, sorry, I keep. Uh, whenever I'm reading his name, I always want to think of the character from uh, Quoto from uh, Total Recall. Quato. 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 That's the best mind fuck yet, Cohagen. And that, and that's and that's from the original. Please, yeah, not the remake. Recall, not the call. Oh, not that crappy remake. Ugh. That was one of the worst of all the remakes. Anyways, so Cersei comes I in. Agree. The- I agree. I agree. So, uh, so yeah. So we so we cut from this scene again. A good transition right from the letter being sent off. Uh, over to uh, from the Frankenstein monster and what the hell is going on with the Frankenstein monster? I think we're I think we're all on this. I I don't think it's a matter of do we not know what's going on. It's a matter of when that monster is going to be uh, oh, unveiled upon the world. Yes. We're going to see the mountain's body with that dwarf head on it and all ah! sorts. Of That's what we're going to ah! see later in the scene. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's going to be scary, Crow, Katie Crow. It's going to be oh. scary. So we cut over to uh, he's alive. He's alive. I was expecting a scene from Halloween where he just kind of sits up. <laughs> excuse me, as Dragon says. Lola says, "I I want to see it. It it sucks if he does if they don't show the mountain. They're going to show the yeah, mountain. At some point. It, oh, I hope they do. I really want to see that. What the result of yeah, these crazy scientists' fucking his, experiments are? I, I wow. yeah. We're going to see they, the monster. They teased it last season." Uh, at the end of last season with this shit they've now this is episode three i think in all three episodes we've seen this fucker he's been involved in all three episodes now we get the mountain and we know he's still at least somewhat kind of alive so to speak uh by his little kivy on the table so yeah i if they don't if they don't give us more of this by the end of the season if they don't bring it to what it actually is or what it's going to be if they don't give us more of that storyline if they don't bring the mountain off of that table i'm going to be upset joe it's going to be one of the big things at the end of the season is seeing him i i I hope they don't wait another seven episodes to give it to give it to us i want them they better not be teasing it in episodes one through three to give it to us in ten so we go over to Sansa walking right past Theon Reek. This was the scene you were talking about earlier where Reek's like doing something on the ground and Sansa oh, walks yeah, right yeah, past yeah. him. And he notices yeah, he her. But she notice her. Oh, okay. And and here's the thing. He notices her and she doesn't notice him, which is a testament to, again, the the faceless man that Katie Chekhov's brought up. Yes, Chekhov's and, all that, no one. And, and all that. The note that, you know, Arya needs to be no one like Theon is kind of become. But it also... Theon is smart enough, Reek, I should say, is smart enough to know that Sansa would not be the only person to if he lifts his head and talks no, to her. No, he would not. That he knows not. he's being watched. That even if he's not being watched, he knows he is being watched. Yes, yes. You know, because he is Reek now at this point. As much of Theon as he may have left and as much as the previous episodes of him having to do what he to pretend to be Theon and seeing Sansa now at this point, he still knows that Ramsay is watching and that yes, Ramsay, yes. he's not leaving. He's not going with his sister. Now, uh, I just, want, the, I just want to make one comment on what the goat, uh, the goat is saying. Uh, go to bed, enjoy. Yes, all these comments from the chat will be posted with the video in one giant comment 
on the uh, on that will be in the comment section. So definitely have a good evening, sleep well, and uh, and you can come check out the chat later tomorrow. So uh, so Ramsey says, uh, and thank you so much for finding us tonight, and thank you so much for subscribing. We really do appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. So Ramsey said she is lovely as she's talking to Littlefinger and Littlefinger says, yeah, she suffered enough. And Ramsey says, uh, I'll never hurt her. And he promises and he smiles. And Littlefinger says, I don't know much about you, which is rare. Now, this is a big question I have right here before Roos comes over and interrupts them as Ramsey smiles. And Ramsey says, I'm not I was a bastard. I wasn't always a bastard. Uh, do you think Littlefinger is bullshitting here? Do you think yes, he he yes, knows yes, who Ramsey yes. Ramsey Snow Bolton is? Absolutely, absolutely. I think he knows everything about this boy he possibly can. <laughs> is is Peter Baelish bullshitting? <laughs> I'm is sorry, Peter Baelish That's not question. bullshitting. Stupid question. Bump bump. Stupid question. I should play. No, the no, 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 Phil. Because I am a believer in this particular cliche that the only stupid question is the one you don't ask yes, because you yes, don't get yes, the answer yes. to it. If you're curious, ask the fucking question, even if it is stupid. Uh, Gen Z says in he's going to you're listening on the podcast. I gave air quotes. <laughs> Favorite quote from Young Frankenstein. Where are you going? I met all men alike. Seven or eight quick ones and you're out no. with the boys. No. Favorite Young quote from Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Put it on the ranch. Last thing about Young Frankenstein, my uh, band played a show once where we got to have a video screen on behind us and we chose to play Young Frankenstein behind us. Uh, Peter Boyle. Oh, that's such a oh, great Peter great. Boyle's great. Great. I love the movie uh, Crazy People or whatever it is with him and Michael Keaton. Where oh, they- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Looney bit. Or I forget what it's called. Uh, Ramsey says uh, she's lovely and hope will make oh, her happy. Oh, 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 oh. The one where they go to the, the game, the game? Yes, yes. The, yes. the uh, oh. Not Crazy People. Crazy People is... Uh, is uh boxy but good volvo's boxy. christopher lloyd's in that movie too he's uh, christopher it's yeah. dream, dream team dream, dream team. team thank you dream, dream team dream. older movie if you guys haven't seen it dream team especially with michael keaton being real hot right now if you're looking for more michael keaton stuff that's a really good early michael keaton movie so uh so uh bullshit little finger says bullshit uh, i'm so proud that i got that <laughs> good job joe good job joe uh do you think uh dragon says do you think roos can cam- keep ramsey under control i i tend yeah. to think roos uh, uh ramsey if ramsey believes or understands or or fears anybody or listens to anybody it's roos so if anybody yes. can keep a leash on that dog it's roos i think as long as roos is there as soon as Roos leaves, Ramsey is off the leash. He's doing whatever the fuck he wants, and he's gonna try to apologize later. But I, and then, but I think what Steel Sabus is hinting at too is important to say. Littlefinger would never do this on purpose. Like it's hard for me to believe that Littlefinger has a little. No, I guess it isn't too hard to believe that he has this little concern. I guess he has this little concern for Sansa leaving him with fucking Ramsey Bolton, who's just yeah, no. Right. Sansa's another tool. Like no. he, she's impressed him, or is or is Littlefinger thinking? Tool. Or is Littlefinger thinking that while she dealt with Joffrey, she can handle this kid? This kid's nothing compared to Joffrey. Is I that don't think you, he cares. I gotta say, we had a commenter in one of the last few weeks' videos um, who said, who brought up the quote of Littlefinger talking about fucking them all. That no, he's 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 going to fuck them all. 
he's, yep. he's going to fuck them all. And it's not a literal proper fucked. It's uh it's it's a he's gonna get back at Ned, he's gonna get back at Kaitlin, he's gonna get back at Lysa, he's gonna get back at all of them. Littlefinger is gonna get what he deserves for being cut from balls to fucking yep. chin yep. by Ned's older brother for just trying to profess his love. Absolutely. Littlefinger is a cunning, Absolutely. sly little fuck, and he is, he's going to fuck them all. And Sansa, I will go to, I, I will yes, yeah, and Sansa might be Catelyn's daughter, but she's also Ned's daughter, and, and as, she's not Catelyn. And and as you said a couple of times, KD, and she's just another tool. You always like you, you used to say with about the king from uh, Wessex over there. He's just another oh, yeah. toy in his toy in his bucket there. Yep. And listen, and, you always get there's no hookers with a heart. That's a myth, right? A hooker with a heart, but. No there's pimps. no the no pimps. pimps. Pimps are just straight up fucking sociopaths. They're they have no who are not willing to for their money for human it, life aside from yeah. their own. I would go to the second scene to back up your point, is, and I talk about it a lot. The scene where Varys is talking about to somebody and saying Littlefinger would burn it all down to rule the ashes. Ultimately. Absolutely, absolutely. Another great quote: Littlefinger yes, cares yes, not for yes, any yes. of these people, and if you think that there's going to be some big fucking revelation of of peter over what happens to one of these girls or anything like that i think you're sadly mistaken this guy's a fucking pimp could we see Brian- another michael keaton movie he is not a night shift now could we see could we see uh little finger getting killed by brienne this season that might be interesting oh i want to see brienne kill everyone so <laughs> so ramsey says i will never hurt her and uh, reese yeah. calls Bruce uh, sends Ramsey away, and then we get the one of my again one of my fa- I think every scene in this episode was my favorite scene of the episode. <laughs> oh, it was a great episode. Yeah, I know. Wonderful. Every scene, every scene in this show, the next scene is just you know like within so, two scenes of the last scene is the next best scene of the episode. Littlefinger and Roos talking. Littlefinger says he seems to be pleased talking about Ramsey, and Roos says, "Well, shouldn't he be?" Littlefinger says, I promise you she's a virgin. Tyrion never did the deed. Marriage doesn't count. You can check if you want. Roose says, you know what? I'll leave that for the uh, I'll yeah, leave that for the brothel keeper. I don't care about her virtue. It's her name I want. Roose says, Roose just doesn't, but Roose is just like so fucking, I love how he talks to Littlefinger. Like, a little like, cream knock day for Roose Bolton here. Well, Baelish kind of insinuates that her virtue is not intact. No, he says straight up it is intact. It is intact. He wants her virtue to be intact. He needs her virtue to be intact for this wedding to be good. No. He says it's intact. You can check it. He says, Katie, he does. He he says, uh, he says, uh, I promise you she's a virgin. Her, her. Tywin never touched her. Tyrion never touched her. Tyrion. Yeah, Uh, Tyrion never touched her. Now, Roos says, I'll leave that for the brothel keepers. I don't care about her virtue. Wait, 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 wait. No, because, because there might be uh, other people out there that have the same opinion. Well, I, I was he talking to Ramsey or Roos? I don't Ramsey. remember. Ramsey. Ramsey. Roos. Roos, I mean, sorry, thank you. Yeah, and he says that thing about her virtue, and then Roos says something like, Well, it's not her virtue I care about. Right. He said her name. Like, like, well, then you're getting what you paid for. Exactly. Or something Either way. like that. Either way, you're getting what you paid for. You're getting. But, yeah, the deal is done. Either way, it, the deal is done. It She's just, virtuous. It just kind of sounded her like it just sounded to me like he was saying, "Well, good because the virtue is gone." Right. Kind of like he was insinuating that I've had her already. 
she has no virtue. So you're getting what you're paid for, no extras. No, I didn't really. I didn't. Around, I didn't. Interesting. interesting. I mean, that's that's an interesting point. I didn't take it that way, but that is an interesting way to look at it. That's cool. Yeah. I may have missed like the virtue, comment so. earlier too about her virtue being intact. Blah, Fully blah, blah, intact. Blah. And he said, and then and then Ramsey's response, Ruse's response was, "No, I'll leave that to the Septons." Yeah, I don't care. Ruse was ultimately, I don't. I don't care. The virgin or not. that we can rule Winterfell. It was just, just that comment afterwards. Well, then you're getting what you paid for. Right. If all you want is her name, then, like, then you get that too. Well, okay, then good. I'm lying to you. Okay. So it, it doesn't matter. So let's continue. Ruth uh, says, as usual, you're Ruth wrong. Ruth then prepared to. I, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Ruth says that you're prepared to deal with the Lannisters, uh, doing, uh, finding out I'm married. I'm marrying my son to Sansa Stark. And Littlefinger says the Lannister's name doesn't carry the weight it used to. Tywin's dead. Uh, he kept them in power with sheer will. Because Littlefinger knows how broke they are. He knows better than anybody that the gold mines are dried. Without oh, them, yeah. without him, Jamie has one hand and no allies. Tommen is a soft boy. And Roose says the queen will be enraged. Someone said it in the comments. Uh, Roose is a calculated psycho. And he really is. That, no, no, it wasn't just someone. It was it was our first comment of the night that happened like uh, three or four days ago, and wanting to know about this, and that we talked about it earlier in the episode. It was Lola, 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 and Roos Bolton, and this is a great advance of his character. It shows just how much he is playing the game, how calculating he is, right up to the fact that when. Uh, he introduces his son to Ramsey when Ramsey and, and Peter are having that conversation. He makes Peter well assured that this is not a snow, that this is absolutely a Bolton that you're married. Now, I think it's, I I, oh, I'm sorry. No. I just wanted to say there's a comment that made me laugh. Um, it's like, it's Bill Sotheby. It's like, Roos is buying a car from Littlefinger. Sorry, bro. I can't pay for the optional virtue package. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, awesome. That virtue is, is nice, but I'm not paying for that. That no. is <laughs> But it's, it, I, I, I do want to fin finish a, a, a small little point about that, you know, when he says that about uh, never mind. <laughs> I forget what I was saying. So, <laughs> so that, that's okay. So, uh, so Littlefinger corrects Roos, and and just to go to go, I think piggyback on some of your point, Joe. I love how Roos is showing how, and this is why he's such a dangerous player. He's not he he can fight, and he's like calculating. He's good at war strategy for a, from a standpoint as we've seen him advising Rob Stark. He can also play the game on the level. He's like a multifaceted talent. He can play the game on Tywin and Littlefinger oh, and Varys' level too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly right. He's not only playing it on their level, but he's playing it on their level on Ramsey as well. Right. Because by making yeah. Ramsey, he's one step ahead. He saw this coming. He made Ramsey his true-born son. He's no longer a Snow. He's a Bolton because that's what makes this marriage work. And oh, yeah. he himself has no other sons, and he himself is already married. As we see when we introduce Sansa to him, his big fat fucking uh, tons of silver wife is standing next to Ramsey when yep, he's introducing yep, yep. Ramsey to Sansa. So that's the point I was trying to thank you, Phil. Your 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 touch on it brought me right back to it. Thank welcome. you. I had a feeling that would because I and, and that shows to Lola's point just how cunning and smart this fucker is that he had this planned well before, and he's even playing the sociopath fucking Ramsey to a T. 
So Littlefinger corrects Roose and says, Queen Marjorie loves Sansa. And if you mean the Queen Mother, that title becomes less important every day. Roose says, but she still has friends and uh, important people in important places as he hands him the letter from Cersei. He said it arrived at the Vale. Apparently she thinks you're still there. And Littlefinger says, listen, a letter, but it's opened. And Roose says, can you blame me? And uh, if you got word in the night from the Queen Mother, it would make me question. Excuse me. You have great power. You got great power from the Lannisters. Why risk it? And Littlefinger shows a little bit of his hand here, just a tad bit, just to explain to Roos his the way his mind works. He says, every ambitious move is a gamble. Yeah. You gamble when you killed Ned Stark, you, and he steps up. I, this was a really subtle thing they did in the episode. Uh, Littlefinger, before he says this line, is like a step below Roos. And right as he says... Uh, and you took a gamble when you stabbed uh, when you stabbed uh, Rob Stark in the heart. He steps up the same level as him and looks at him right in the eye, and he smiles at him. And they both pot, and it appears to pay off. And Roos goes, "Okay, you're not going to give me bullshit. I'll not give you bullshit back." Roos says, yeah. "I supported him, and I had because I had the support of Tywin. But what do I have now?" Yeah. Littlefinger says, "Well, I have the Eerie, and the last time the Eerie uh, in the North Lords got together, they conquered." A kingdom, the greatest dynasty. It was Rob and Ned, or not? I mean, Ned and uh, Robert Aaron, uh, the uh, senior, uh, the, the greatest dynasty the world has ever known. Roos crumbled before them, and this is this is great because these are the two seeming wardens of both the Erie and the Absolutely. North. Which, if you'll excuse me, cat who is basically everything above my hand right now. You can see all the way to the wall. Everything that is. All this basically would be everything that they control together, actually including some of that because that's Harrenhal's territory too. So basically, which Littlefinger has too, enormous, and Littlefinger's got his his finger on that pulse on that too. Littlefinger has Harrenhal too. So exactly, this 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 is formidable. I really like these two playing off each other. This is the first we really get of them, and they're such similar characters. Um, with one exception, Roos has a little bit of that northern Stark kind of honor to him, as as conniving and little back backstabby as he is, <laughs> he has a little bit more of that to his personality, mm-hmm. which I think makes him that much more dangerous than so. So, and then Littlefinger asks, Can I borrow a bird? I need to reply. And Roos says, Yes, but I'd like to read what you're going to write first because he now knows who he's dealing with. And I just, great scene between the two of them. Kick ass. As we mentioned earlier, great to find out more about Roos, see Roos and Littlefinger interacting at top form on both of them. So we go from two great minds. We spent all this time. We haven't talked about them yet. We get to <laughs> Tyrion. <laughs> fucking dumbass Tyrion. So we go to two other minds, the great minds, uh, Tyrion and and Varys riding uh, riding in the back of the uh, cart uh, to, in Volantis. Tyrion is stir crazy. He's like a three year old in an airplane, just messing with the airplane window, just up and down, up and down. Tyrion's like, I need to get out of this wheelhouse. Varys is like, Listen, big city, I need to get out of this wheelhouse. Listen, the likelihood of you to be spotted is stronger. I need to get out of this wheelhouse. He just keeps saying it. It's like Tyrion. <laughs> I need to get out of this. This is not in my wheelhouse. Tyrion says, we need to get out of here. He goes, and Varys goes, I don't know how many other ways I can say this. And he says, Tyrion says, listen, I will be not of any use to Daenerys Targaryen if I lose my mind. I can't remember the last time I saw a face that wasn't yours. And Varys goes, perfectly fine face. And Varys 
There is you, nothing out of Vary's mouth that is not shut the fuck up and Tyrion. don't leave the carriage. Are you not listening to me, Tyrion? Tyrion, you're a dumbass. Listen to what I'm saying. Varys says, you'll lose more than your mind. Tyrion puts a cloak on. He goes, what do you see? Tell me what do you see? And he goes, I don't know. Yeah, another drunk dwarf. That's all you see. So Tyrion stops the uh, stops the cart <laughs> and he goes drunk out. Drunk dwarfs running around all over the place. Everywhere. And we got... A really, this is something I wasn't expecting. A well, super, let me let me ask you. I, I gotta say me, this too. Let me continue what though. What for what it's worth with Tyrion's argument, like I'm just another drunk dwarf. Like mm-hmm. literally, we have seen zero other dwarves yeah. up until Joffrey commissions a troop of yep, them yep, to yep. perform at his wedding. Dwarfs are not like this. Like, how many dwarves audience out there? How many dwarves have you seen in your normal life? I think I've seen the same dwarf in my area, my small area of the North Shore of New England, like three, maybe four times. You stick out. Like three or four other dwarfs in my entire 40 years on this planet. Like, they're not common here and now. They're not common anywhere. So, yeah, it is a big danger. Listen to Varys, you little fuck. So, Listen to him. So Idiotarian says, I'm just another drunk dwarf. As we get Thank an, you for putting it that way. Thank you, Phil. As we get an amazing freaking visual of Volantis. We get we get to totally see Volantis from like a that uh, bridge is awesome. A big That's- huge crane shot to the bridge. And then we see the bridge with the marketplace, which is like Tijuana on crack, and we get the view of all the slaves, <laughs> which have uh which which marks on their faces for what they're performing. Builder has a bridge, a, a whore has a tear, a servant has a, a very efficient, yeah, yeah. a vacuum cleaner. Various gives us a little <laughs> gives us a little the vacuum cleaner. Various a Dyson gives, for the really good cleaners. A Dyson for the good suckers. Various oh. looks horrified while watching all this, but he uh but he and he says the whores have the the tear so they don't forget. And uh, Tyrion, he's he's really freaking out watching Tyrion keep him out of sight. Uh, and then I thought this was an awesome scene that they put this in here because I want to mention this and I want to make this out. Let me get through the scene and then we're going to talk about it. Uh, we see a woman, a red priest, as Tyrion uh, stops to watch. He understands the language and he says, uh, oh, the only other red priestess I saw was Thoris of Marin. This woman's a lot hotter. She talks about how she was normal and then she was awoken by the Lord of Light. I think this is a weird part that answers a lot of questions about power of the light in the sense of how Melisandre's power has been awoken in a sense. And it's the first time we've made this connection and I think it's really important that they do it. She says, the fire was woken in me when fire master Daenerys Targaryen and her dragons. Tyrion's like, oh, uh, you didn't tell me we were going to see the savior. And she starts talking about grayscale and good luck, da- good luck dancing, uh, getting rid of grayscale. Yeah. It's like taking away the plague. And then this woman mentions the dragon queen. And Tyrion goes, we're going to meet the savior. And then this woman stares at him. She looks at him like she sees something in him. I just want to point that yes, out yes, for yes. any conspiracy theory for for those people out there that are thinking and i'm not going to get into this for people that don't want to hear this but the people that know what i'm talking about know what i'm talking about a theory about Tyrion. <laughs> i thought about in that moment the way this woman was looking at him like she saw some fire she saw some of the dragon or something well, in him i gotta yeah, i gotta yeah, point yeah. out too i don't know what was happening one of the things she's talking about is the grayscale is the great okay, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I said start that. Over. I, I know. I want to start over. Uh, let me first point out that I'm pretty sure I'm not positive and I'm not a racist. 
or at least I may not think I am, but you may think I am. Um, she's our first Asian woman or person on the show. Prominent, I might be wrong. Prominent least. Asian. There might be others. I don't know for sure. Um, but then secondly is her talking about the grayscale might be a foreshadow or it also brings back from last week oh, her yes. talking uh yep. stannis's daughter talking about the grayscale yes, which is what yes, yes. she's inflicted with and when Tyrion says oh yeah stop the grayscale might as well pray to someone to stop it that's what says Tyrion probably smelled like shit that's why she turned her head <laughs> yeah well of course Tyrion does smell like shit he's been doing nothing but drinking and he hasn't bathed since before he got put in the dungeon. But Joe, I also thought, I don't want to make sure I point out that I thought it was really, really interesting that this is our first connection that we've heard verbally with uh, dragons and Daenerys and the Lord of Light. Because, and we've joked yes, about this yeah. or made reference to this before that the Lord of Light must look at Daenerys like she's the fucking, uh, the, the fucking, uh, the, the Messiah being born. And, uh, and ultimately, this is our first connection to that, to the fact that, that ultimately even Melisandre must be thinking about this Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. People, people's powers and Which, connection to the god were woken with um, that red comet. Yeah, dragons yes. equal and magic. Daenerys and, and, and birthing I, the dragon. And I believe it's been red comet. And I believe I believe it's been said many times that dragons awaken magic and dra and around yes. dragons surround magic. So yeah, well, so like like you said too, it's it's good to point the, point that all out. Um, it's it's saw not, something it's, special in Tyrion Dragon. Yes, I agree. She saw something in Tyrion. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Totally There's a point to her look like that. There was yeah. something there. So so uh, and also we get to the point. Someone said it before about the Volantis. So maybe there are dwarves are common in Volantis because of the scene we get right after this, where Tyrion says feels it too whatever she sent out he felt too and he says let's find a brothel let's get out of here they head into a brothel and a viking uh someone that's skipping over from the viking set uh comes over and rubs Tyrion's head and says uh it's good luck to rub a dwarf's head and Tyrion says it's better luck to suck its cock suck what's yeah. yeah dude if you want my favor so, really give me something so 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 true Oh, Phil, I love you've I seen love me them. operate in bars, right? Have you not seen me try out Tyrion's line before? Yes, uh, I remember. I specifically have a memory of coming home from a uh, concert with you yelling out the window at several people, very drunk or very messed up on uh, on a uh, vodka. We'll call it. We'll call it. We'll call it vodka. <laughs> a James James Addiction concert, and it wasn't vodka. Oh, so talking right, to a police officer. Maybe <laughs> get a police officer. So right when we, uh, right when we come and see the, uh, right when they come into, <laughs> the, um, right when they come inside word choice. Right when they come inside the uh, the bar, <laughs> they see. I immediately realize who's in there. You see the hand, and I immediately knew it was Jorah. Oh yeah. Oh and, yeah. And you see him a bunch in this scene in the background. Someone's watching them. We see a hooker that looks like Daenerys and all the guys like her. Tyrion says to Varys, looks like there's uh, more Targaryen supporters here. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Everyone and, loves the mother of dragons. And Varys, Woo! like no one else can turn a phrase. And he says, well, isn't it good that we someone can inspire uh, lords and inspire the lowest of the low? And Tyrion's just like, oh, shut up. <laughs> and uh, shut the fuck up. And Varys he's like, I, a gift at turning everything like a... Uh, really good 
he makes things look good when they're at their darkest. He really does. And so Tyrion eventually says, I need to go talk to a girl. I'm don't I, someone talk with to hair. a girl to someone with hair. He walks over to a hook, another hooker, and he says, listen, and she goes, listen, you don't have any money and you smell. And he jokes that, listen, uh, uh, looks can be deceiving. I used to be one of the richest men in the world. And who needs to be rich when you can make a woman laugh as she giggles? And, oh, and I say this, I say this often, that it doesn't matter anything, what you look like, how big you are, how small you are, how strong you are, how stupid you are. If you can make a woman laugh, you can make her pants drop. I was just about to say that in the sense that I realized something in this scene that you have to realize. And if you've ever seen Peter Dinklage act, and we've said it before in Nip Tuck, if Peter Dinklage wants your wife or your girlfriend, he has her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I absolutely agree. Peter Dinklage, especially. Never mind Tyrion Lannister. Peter Dinklage, especially. Yeah, he has your wife. He's taking anyone's wife away if he wants it. So so he walks up to her and he goes... uh, he looks. She looks at the Danny clone and she, and she says, "Oh, you want to fuck her? Everyone wants to fuck a queen." And he says, "That's because uh, they never met a queen." And she laughs. And he says, uh, "And Tyrion says, uh, listen, listen. I, if I could have any woman in this place, I'd have you because you have a skeptical mind." And she goes, "Okay, let's fuck, but we're gonna have to wash you first. And she grabs him to bring him out of there. And the skeptical he mind- is the fucking whore whisperer. I love your mind. He's been married to two. So he says. Third, leading him off with no money and just a promise of I pay my debts to suck his cock. It's your greatest person. You're going to have to shower first, but let's go, buddy. You're getting laid. So he says, uh, I can't do it. Can't do it. And she goes, no, you're just shy. And he goes, nope, can't do it. I hope this passes because what will I do with my free time? And uh, Tyrion, you disappoint me. And Joe, and I just want to say this. It also is worth mentioning that another parallel in this episode, one Lannister just gets started doing something while another Lannister forgets how to do something. <laughs> so Tom and Tom and Tom and goes yeah. up as Tyrion goes down. Anyway, so oh, maybe, oh, Tyrion's not going down on anyone. So let's just finish this episode off. Uh, Tyrion goes, says, maybe I have to go take a piss. And he goes out to take a piss and Varys kind of sees him disappear as he goes after him. And he goes to take a piss uh, all alone outside without having anyone watch him. And uh, we see the cam of someone walking up to him and he thinks it's Varys. He says, wait a second, don't worry, just taking a piss. And he notices that it's not him. And he goes, okay, dude, show's almost over. And we immediately, I love how they didn't make this a surprise. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. a shot. They just immediately show you a Jorah. And it's uh, Jorah Mormont who's been sitting in that bar having sex with the Danny prostitute every possible Man, night she was available. Oh, he styled oh, yeah. that prostitute's oh, yeah. hair. He was, Are uh, you kidding you know, me? He you know, died sweetheart. and styled her hair. You could make a lot of money if you looked like this girl I know back in Marine. Yep. Yep, Katie, yep. I think you're 100% right. I think he totally uh, designed her haircut. He, he put her hair like that. He braided no, it. I, you know what? I didn't even <laughs> think I didn't even think about the fact that that's why Jorah is actually in that particular brothel. And I think that's exactly why, exactly why. Jorah is in that particular so let's brothel. Fin- let's finish off the episode quick. He says, uh, I'm sure the girls will be in there to help you out with that. And he uh, grabs him from behind, ties him up and gags him. And he says, I'm bringing you to the queen and carries him off. Bam. End of episode. Tyrion's being brought oh, off. And I, oh my earlier, goodness. We said it earlier and we'll say it again. Tyrion's being brought off to Daenerys. One way or another. Oh, my goodness. Yep. 
So Jorah thinks he's going to win her heart by bringing her the dwarf. <laughs> he does. He does. And for anybody out there who's like, oh, the queen, he's bringing him to the queen. Who do you think the queen is? Put it in the comments who you think the queen is. But if you think it's, it's Cersei, Daenerys. you're not a smart man. Oh, no. no. <laughs> now, let's, oh, let's, touch upon, let's touch upon a couple of comments and then call it a night. The whore whisper of Westeros geographic trails. Yeah. Uh, Stacey, yeah, 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 yeah. Tyrion's grimace or frowny face bugs me. Maybe that's just because of his beard. Uh, his beard moves so much it looks like a rodent. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> scout. Varys is the worst babysitter parent of all time, says Lupez. Ren Renwood says, I'm thinking Tyrion saw something on her arm or hand that might remind her of Tisha. Uh, Tasha. Uh, Lupez is Jor supervised the cosplay at the Comic Con. <laughs> Danny Comic Con. Scout says Tyrion is hard to babysit, little brat. Uh, Stacey says <laughs> you need to give people a logical reason Jor and Tyrion meet. Danny whore. <laughs> uh, Dragon says another lesson that hubris always brings you down. Uh, yes, Jan B yes, says yes. Tyrion's going sexless for a while, as it seems, unless uh, Jor gives him a little something. Uh, Ren Renwood says, Don't forget the thumbs up. Oh, oh, thank you so much, Ren Renwood. Scout Dakota says, That's deep shit, dragon. Danny is the queen. Aiden, lo love you guys so much for all your comments. I love his line. I don't know what you think you're doing, but you can tell me what you think you're doing. That was clever. Up, up, and away with the thumbs up, says Gen Z. Everybody, I'd like to thank all of you so much for checking us out tonight. So thank you. Thank oh, you. my Great goodness. Thank you. Right now, guys, at the end of our show, as we're closing off, we have uh, 80 people watching us. Yeah! Woohoo! Ah! Everybody, so thank you so much. We, we're, uh, we'll be back next week to talk more Game of Thrones. I'd like to thank everybody. If you have any questions, or e you can email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com. Add me on Twitter at igotissuesman. Add Joe at Dirty Locks. Katie's on Google Hangout at Cat Who. You can see her in the chat room. Or in the chat or in the comments. H-O-O-K-A-T-H-O-O. Exactly. You can check out Joe Joe's yes. website stuff at yes. g4etc.com. Uh, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Check out all of our stuff at issuesprogram.com. You can see all of our podcasts are in one place. Thank you, everyone that tuned in tonight and joined Thank in the you. chat. We're off the fucking hook tonight. Let's let's go crazy next week, too, for episode four of Game of Thrones. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good peace. night. Good night, peace. <laughs> Joe is spinning now, oh, folks. Fuck. Joe is fucking uh, crow right now. We're watching it. <laughs> Guys, you're missing this. This is the special Easter egg at the end of the podcast. Joe is literally fucking a crow right now, not Katie. He's taking the puppet off Katie's head and he has the crow down on the ground. He's pinning it. It's a left, it's a right. Uppercut, uppercut, uppercut. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Here's the, <laughs> we love you.